0: Jacob, sir, how are you Hi. doing? You have a different background, and I am surprised now.
1: Uh, I do. So actually, I am in actually my brand new office space as of Ooh. yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, in uh, WeWork here in Chicago, that there was a bunch of WeWorks downtown Chicago, and I live kind of like north of the downtown area and some of the neighbor- northern neighborhoods, and they opened one last fall in I'm not going to turn my camera around or whatever because it won't do it justice or whatever. But in this old bank building, this like 100 plus year old bank building, and the WeWork is the two floors that was the bank itself. And it's like this beautiful building, incredible, like crown molding, arc, like the whole, like the ceiling, the walls, everything. Like, you know, when they used to care about buildings being cool and looking cool and, you know, being impressive. And I just rented an office space within it and I've been, rearranging it three different times a day for the last three days. Cause I have this couch that I brought and I'm desperate to have the little couch in here. Yes. Uh, but I also have a treadmill that I've been using recently. So that's why you see two desks on top of each other. And I'm going to tomorrow find out if the treadmill fits next to the couch or if I have to choose couch or treadmill and either way, it's a big mess. But eventually the next time we do this, um, assuming it isn't tomorrow morning. Uh, There will be this, these walls will be covered with all the usual pop culture artwork that I cover all of my walls with. And in fact, Tony uh, will really much enjoy. I have, i already started collecting them, but in the last day I've bought 15 different um, little fast and furious uh, cars from Walgreens. I've went to eight Walgreens in the last 24 hours to see which ones had which stock. (laughs) And so there'll be a wall of, fast and furious toy cars somewhere in here as well i've uh that's awesome i've
2: got my hearts of reality auction win here which is my jay sterrett snuff my torch jeffrey oh my goodness
1: that's so cool yeah
3: Yeah. that's that's awesome
2: it arrived yesterday
3: that's so cool i love hearts of reality i think that's it's such a cool little organization
0: Uh, yeah absolutely yeah when you were talking about going to all the different Walgreens, it, it originally reminded me of my fandom in Dragon Ball because that's my version of the challenge in my world mm-hmm. for compared to Karina. And when I first got into it, I was about 14 and then it I moved around. I stopped watching it. And then I found it again when I was like 22 and it was only on weekends for an hour. And I went through all of season two uh, or the second saga, Frieza saga. And it took like a year and a half watching every Saturday. And then it just at the end of the season they reset to season one, and I was like, no. Well, what happens at season three? I know what happens at season one. <laughs> so I then spent the next year of my life collecting all of the seasons in different box sets, and <laughs> I probably went to like seventeen WalMarts. Anytime we were in a new town, I was like, I got to stop at Walmart see if they have Dragon Ball. Do they have a
1: movie? <laughs> they have this specific? I'm missing. I'm missing. You know this part of season two. I got to get that that DVD. Love yeah. It six go ahead
3: no i was just gonna say it's so weird how they do that though how they'll like they'll put like a show like back on tv for people to watch but they'll only run like one season of it and then start back like over like they do this on the um i I think it's on like peacock or something they have like a the challenge channel where like that channel only pluto there you go pluto and i was like they only play the challenge but when i discovered that like three years ago or so it was like they were playing three seasons and then yeah, they would just start over COVID,
1: and re- they only had like, yeah, they had five seasons in rotation and I legit memorized at one point they <laughs> did. There was three of them. It would be like, they would play all five and then they'd play three of them and then they'd play all five and three of them. So like two of them weren't as heavy of the rotation, but it was, Battle of the Sexes 2 was on as much as anything. Yes. Bloodlines was on. And I was like, come on, like, can we really, <clears throat> if you're only going to fucking put five seasons out yeah. here, can you Fun. give me something a little bit better, respectfully? Uh, respect <laughs> Kara and cousin Jamie. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, for, I forget the other couple, but yeah, I like when I found Pluto for the first time in COVID, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I'm never going to have this off of my television. And then two days later, after I had watched Battle of the X's two, like three times, <laughs> was yeah. like, OK, it is one of the better seasons. I do really love this season, but uh, I think I don't I don't need to continue. And then I would check every like third day of like, please, 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 something new, something yep. new. And it would just be no, I guess they just it's, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Is Pluto still
3: around? It is. It yeah, is. it is. And they okay, actually yeah. have more now. In. Like, somebody okay, said good. the other day that they're, like, they're cycling through, like, 20 seasons now. Like, they have, oh. like, a bunch of them. But it should just
1: be all of them in, in order. I mean, obviously, other than the first 10, because, you know, those wow. aren't allowed to be viewed unless you watch but... them on the internet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in specific <laughs> places times. that we don't know about. Yeah, but... that we
3: have no idea about. But who,
1: but who knows, though? They did just put, what, like, a month ago or less? Ten. They put uh, 10 and 14 Inferno yeah. 3.
3: I was and shocked that they the added this time I thought,
1: yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, like, I don't know. You had different reasons for keeping this one off than I think you do potentially for the first nine, but who knows? Maybe there's a world where they do it.
3: Yeah, you never know. And then we
1: can all complain about not being able to watch Road Rule seasons. And then, <laughs> you know, we'll just move on to that. And oh, I was we'll get everything that-, that we want.
3: I was thinking about it the other day because we just, we did that interview with Nelson and mm-hmm. we were telling Nelson um, because he was talking about Shane and like their, he, the rivalry he had with Shane. And so we were telling Nelson cause he never saw like Shane and Darrell's like original road rule season. So we were telling Nelson about that time that Shane just slapped Durrell across the face on the bus. And he was like, what, like Golden Gloves boxer <laughs> Durrell, Like he slapped him? I was like, yeah, yeah dude. Bro. Yeah, like, but I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, I should go get that clip because some people probably haven't seen that. But then I was like, shoot, I don't even Almost know. everyone. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't even know where to go look for like an old road rule season like that. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's, those are like, you had to be there.
3: Yeah, you had to be there to see that, but that was yeah. wild.
1: <laughs> uh, I have people all the time You know, reference when I talk about uh, an old road rulers or whatever, like reference, like you didn't even mention like this from their season. And especially like last week, I started a three part series I'm doing on doing a fantasy cast of X's rivals and ride or dies. But if it was season 14, so like an OGs version of if they would have done those themes like longer ago. And I started with the X's one. And I have no knowledge of road rules stuff. So like it was almost all relationships from the challenge and a couple that I remembered from real world stuff. But I immediately had a couple people reach out and be like, dude, the best teams on this would be this, this or this from road rules hookups. And I was like, I I think I think I literally have to say the word. I think I watched almost all of them at some point as a very (laughs) small child. um, But I don't remember. And I certainly haven't seen them in, you know. 25 30 years or whatever yeah. and like the biggest air i made was rachel and Durrell did make out i think i don't think it was like anything beyond that but mm, like made right. out on their season so like counts plenty enough counts and like i didn't include them in as an ex's team ah uh, and you know some a lot of people pointed that one out actually they're like you got to be kidding me and i was like well you know Find where I can watch road rules. Yeah. So for those of you listening,
0: you have to torrent this shit. So good luck.
4: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> there are financial payments involved. You have to go to specific street corners in the real world to get on the specific IP addresses in the digital world. Exactly. Look exactly. for Winnebago. Right. Can't miss it. Specifically Winnebago. It's probably spray yeah. painted on the outside. It doesn't run. It certainly doesn't run. It certainly okay. does not run. Check <laughs> your local Walmart.
2: Since
0: you <laughs> mentioned the spray painted Winnebago, um, that reminds me of a season. I forget what season exactly, but I know it's a challenge season. And one of my ex coworkers is actually on that season. Oh,
3: it's um, it's
0: season two is when they spray paint it all and blow it up. It's God. where they go to Bishop and they do the bed race.
3: Yeah, I can't remember. That's season two.
1: Yeah, I yeah, season it's, two. It's they like race early. down the road. Like they built decorate the beds, and then like race down the road. Like. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt, what, what's the soapbox derby? Is that what I'm thinking yeah. of? With yeah, the, it's so, yeah. yeah, exactly like that. that yeah. But, with, but with beds for some reason. And Beth has a bum ankle, so she doesn't want to yes. do it. I yes. Mean, yeah. So the she guy has a bum intre- ankle for a while that season. The <laughs> yeah.
3: guy
0: and the girl who introduced that, the guy?
3: Yeah. It's, yeah. I, yeah. I remember you telling me this story. I was like, no freaking way. <laughs> Small world, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Live audiences. If only they brought him back or just Honestly, other participants.
3: Yeah, like that would be so awesome. Like I, I, I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was. Um, there was some. I can't remember what season it was, but I was doing like in challenge history, and it was when they had to play like the big, um, the big life sized. What's it called? The where you flip and the little soccer guys kick the ball. What's it? What's that? Foosball. Theme? Foosball. Thank you. A foosball. They're playing like the big life size foosball game, but like they roll up out of the bus. And there's just like packs of people, like hundreds of people just sitting there to watch them. And I'm like, that would be so much fun to go to a live challenge event and go like watch them do these like live. That would be the so best. freaking cool. Oh, my that God. Was season
1: four. Uh, yeah. Four, challenge. 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 Um, and yeah, because yeah, season well two, they had some live audiences like once or twice, but three and four, almost they went all, all of them yeah had live audiences and mm-hmm. some of them were audiences that already existed like in season three they went to like uh my i think my favorite daily challenge ever they went to this fair um and they participated in like the redneck games yes um, i remember and so that. like that was like a crowd that existed but then when they showed up like they all fucking knew who tech was that's for damn sure um and went wild but then other ones where they like brought audiences in like that one where it was like you know people you know from the real world and road rules are like doing this silly thing in a on a soccer field today, you want to come watch and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of people show up and go crazy. And it was so cool. And it's super easy. All you do is you just have at the gate, it's free to get in, but you sign an NDA on the way in. And guess what? Even if all of us go on Instagram that day and Twitter or whatever the fuck new Twitters are out there in the world, because we're talking as there's like 17 Twitters Threads this week. I shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, if we all went on there, we're like, like uh, guess what? Bananas beat Wes and or this team won this. uh we wouldn't be the first ones saying that as it happened in real time, so it's exactly. not like production cares or you know there'd just be people like me that would mute the people that say such a thing as I already currently do. It wouldn't change anything, so yeah, bring back live yep. audiences, at least like small ones
3: even yeah, even just small ones, like you don't even have to leave it like fully open like anybody can come, kind of thing, but you know, like bring a little audience in or. I don't know. Like, I always thought, like, I know it's it'd be really difficult for them to do, but you know how, like, they, unlike Big Brother, they showcase, like, the HOH competition live on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, air something live for us. Like, I know that that would be really, really hard to do because they don't do live. Like, it doesn't air live. It airs, like, three months later, but it would just be so cool to be able to watch it happen live and be able to have that, like, behind the scenes, you know?
1: Here's the thing about that, though. If they took I don't know what the budget of the show is, but I know that there's a lot of explosions and there's Mm -hmm. lots of big machinery and vehicles rented that cost a lot of money. And so there is a world where they just say the two million dollars we spend on, like, just production toys and accessories and fireworks and whatever, we're going to have zero of that zero and there, there we just paid twenty hundred thousand dollars salaries for a 20 person production and editing team. And you're going to get the Big Brother style live season. Yes. And it's going to be pretty stripped down. It's going to be a house in the arena where the eliminations are. And all the daily challenges are going to exist in this one spot. So it's going to be, you know, they're going to be a little bit more contained than what you're used to or whatever. But yeah. there's a way of them being like, get take all of the budget. And just get rid of it all and just pay another 20 people the money they deserve to work an incredibly difficult job still, but doable for two and a half months, three months, whatever. And give us the live version of it and your ratings will triple overnight. So agreed. Haven't they Purchased that house
0: in Argentina.
3: Uh, yeah, they so and, they bought that house in Argentina. But I don't know if that's just going to forever be the the challenge location, or if they just bought it for the international and worlds or, or the one I, they use for those. Yeah, yeah, yeah that okay, house yeah. in Argentina. Because the so, they bought it, it was like a motel, a hotel, and they bought it and remodeled it into the house. And wow. TJ did like that walkthrough while they were yeah. remodeling the house.
2: That must have been during usa filming
3: yeah Yeah.
2: and
0: well anyways here so my my point in that is if they own that house why they could cut down on production costs instead of traveling to all these different locations you buy houses you buy land or whatever survivor yeah exactly because survivor has like they could even go to what is it um fiji And you can't tell me they can't do half of these challenges somewhere in Fiji on a beach Mm -hmm. or, you know, have a zone set up. It's they can do this. It's and pay these people what they really wanted to get paid to take this to a level that we all think it's possible of going to.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And just don't invite do what they did or potentially did because I stopped following all the spoiler accounts. So I don't know if season thirty nine, if the originally announced cast that left to depart is all of the cast or not but if if that was all of the cast i'm um, sorry for anyone listening that doesn't know who the cast is but <laughs> there's no vets there's no real long-term Woo! vets the most talented person is michelle on her no fifth chance. season um and so guess what they didn't have to pay Anissa like 300 grand a hundred thousand dollars
3: to, just to step off the plane yeah yeah,
1: they didn't have to pay bananas whatever the hell they pay bananas or Wes or ct or anyone else. So you could also go that route of like, all right, if our regular if Rider dies cost them, I don't know, six million dollars to make all in. You could do you could get that down to one million dollars very quickly just based off the cast and not doing any of the stuff that ultimately doesn't matter that much. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to cornfield. I have a noon showing to Mission Impossible seven on next Tuesday. All right. I'm going (laughs) to watch that. I don't need to see whatever your version of an action movie is because it's not going to live up to to the other things I'm watching. So like, stop trying. Cut that budget down. Pay 30 freaking editors. Add 100 cameras. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's not like it's going to flop harder than a couple recent seasons have. So give it a shot. Exactly. And we've talked about this. You can have a repeat cast. But
0: three seasons in a row is max, and then you have to take a season or two off, and, cycle and then people you, out. And yeah. cycle and you get rotations so that way it's not the same people well, working that's together you used and to everything. do,
3: and like it's yeah. weird because i I was noticing it as we were so you know obviously for our discussion tonight, you know so we went through and we pulled like a bunch of names and we were like, all right you know let's let's see because you know seasons like the early seasons, the quote pillars or whatever that was. A while ago, and it's been a minute since I've watched a lot of those. And so, you know, we were looking through the names to make sure we weren't forgetting anybody. And I was like, I was noticing that that was how they used to do it then. There were re- there were repeat players, but a lot of them would only do like two or three seasons, and then they'd take a couple of seasons off, and then they'd be back on again. And it's like, what happened to that? Like, when did when did the challenge become strictly just a a career path where you just do every single season? And you're always there. It, you know, like it's just, it's so weird. I mean, I guess like bananas is like the main one really, because he started on 13 and just hasn't freaking stopped.
4: Yeah. <laughs> mm.
3: Bananas, CT, West. you know, I guess, that, but even Wes took time off. CT took time off because he was forced to.
0: Well, I think it was, it was a different type of, it was a different type of trajectory career wise right. at that time. Like Kendall said it. You know, her idea was she wanted to get into serious acting and you couldn't be taken serious working in reality mm-hmm. TV at that time. That's true. And then there's also the fact that, you know, it didn't pay like it pays today. They That's didn't true. Th- you know, you won a hundred grand split up between 80, 82 people. Yeah. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? So you won like No, they won like 10 grand, which is great. It'll get you through a month, but.
3: Yeah, 10 grand was great in the early 2000s, you know, but still it's not a, it's not.
0: It wasn't great then either for a year salary. It wasn't a job. No, it wasn't. And they had to do the bar tours and the club scenes and all of that to make their money. Where now it's different. They don't have to do all that. They can make all this extra money so they can demand more money in return. Right. But that's why there needs to be a rotation and not do a 50-50 split. Like have rookies, like a 33% rookies, mm-hmm. a 33% of like, you know, one or two, three year players mm-hmm. and then some champs. vets yeah, and not even champs, maybe just vets. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that would be so much better in my opinion, at least.
3: Yeah, I do agree with
1: that. Well, so I'm pulling up because when you I I have this horrific, horrific instinct that I I don't know why it's there, but I'm. I don't want to say I'm defensive of Johnny bananas because that's not the accurate (laughs) version of the statement. Um, I'm defensive of accurately portraying his contributions because he's the most polarizing given that some like myself would say he is the goat and most others would say he's not, but mostly because they don't like him, which I get it if you don't like him um, just like on a personal level or whatever. Uh, But I was trying to pull up, I have, my favorite I gave up a while back on really doing the full blown stats spreadsheet that there's some really great ones floating around out there. But my favorite chart I ever made is I have every player ever in like one column and then every season going across the top in oh, okay. little X's if they're on it. So I can like visually look and scroll and see like as the new each new rookie class and then like all the dots next to him of like. When they went, so I was trying to figure out who was the first one to really be like, "I'm doing this all day, every day." And yeah. I knew the the first answer is Veronica um, oh, because Brian. she does seven of the first ten seasons, which
3: right. is yeah, wild, is why yeah. she's
1: she's the original face of the show. But no one else was doing it in that way when she did it. And then after her, it's the Miz did five out of six seasons, but like stopped then at five and then you've got tanya and Mm. tanya does but she like two two on one off two on one off one 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 like on and up so has that separation and then it's shane and anisa but they also do the like we do one and then take one off two then take one off one take one off right so it really isn't until after veronica uh, Miz is the second person to do more than three in a row. He does four in a row at one point. And then after him, it's Abram is the next person to do four in a row. And after Abe, dang, we're going a while. And then it's Derek uh, who does six okay. in a row to start his career. So, yeah, around like the gauntlet or like season nine, 10, 11 range. A few of them, Derek, Robin, Brad are the first class that are like, no, we're doing this like. As a, a bunch over and over and over, because all three of them do like eight out of 12 seasons or whatever in a row.
3: Yeah, so I, I guess it was happening in the first 10. I just like I like I, for, like, I don't I'm not that I forget about Veronica, but like I just like <laughs> I, I didn't think about her. But it's funny because we were actually talking about Tanya. And we were trying to decide whether we wanted to, like, add her to, like, our list of people we wanted to discuss tonight. And we were looking at all of her seasons that she had done and stuff. And so I really, literally, I don't know why I just said that. Because Rick and I were just talking about how Tanya did a bunch of seasons in the first 10, like, 20 minutes yeah. ago. So I'm just stupid. Well, but I think it's, it's just so easy to be like, oh, it's Johnny Bananas. Because everybody knows, like, Johnny Bananas has been on the most seasons anyone's been on, you know, consecutively or whatever. It's like Johnny and Kara because I think what Kara did like nine in a row or something like that. Like that's crazy.
1: Um, let's see. Johnny's record for most in a row is three, six, nine, 12. <sighs> he did twelve in a row at wow. one point. Kara did seven in a row. Time okay. To took one off. Did one. Took one off, and then did six more. So she okay. did. So hers you is know, seven. Fourteen yeah. out of sixteen. Um, but backing up slightly, it is more pronounced even than I gave credit to. It really is truly the class of Derek, Robin, and Brad, who all debuted on Battle of the Sexes 2 together. Mm -hmm. Derek, from when he started, all of them from when they started, Derek did nine of 12 seasons in a row. Robin did nine of 13 seasons in a row. And Brad did, did... eight out of 11 seasons in a row. Wow. Um, So those three as like a class coming in on season nine were the first like group of people where it was like in the next 12 to 13 seasons of the challenge, those three were on 75% of them. Wow.
3: That's interesting. Well, I guess, yeah, now we know who started the trend.
0: I was trying to buy our fourth member, Josh,
3: a little time, a little
1: time, but Well, I'm here. So Josh isn't coming. That's how it works. That's how it works. Josh and I are going to be rivals on a future podcasters (laughs) only season of the challenge. I think (laughs) he did stop in last time to say hi, which was very incredibly nice of him and kind of him. But uh, we can also say that we're three for three, that it doesn't match up. So So I guess he and I are rivals now. Oh, Oh.
3: here he comes. Is that what I I think it was? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it
0: is. Oh, man. The only
3: person it could be. Get to meet
1: my partner. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you guys are going to be set on a team There's going to be like uh, around the horn. Oh, my Josh, gosh. were your ears ringing? Were the your whole ears time? burning or something? The whole entire time. We were just talking about how we were about to get started and you weren't here. We were trying to buy you some time and Jacob was giving you some shit about going three for three for not making it here.
4: I
1: declared that we were going to be rivals partners on a future podcasters only season of uh, the challenge. So let's, let's do it.
4: All right. Let's, I
1: need, let's uh, both start working out. Let's practice some puzzles. Let's you know, <laughs> you know, do some DMing to all the few other podcasters out there. Make oh. sure we got Real good setup going in, but then act like we don't like each other. Right.
3: (laughs) That sounds about accurate for the challenge. We don't.
1: We we want them to believe that we're rivals. (laughs) Every time we
0: schedule, I say nope. After uh, after uh, the season, we'll all go on a vacation together.
4: (laughs) Yes.
1: That will get us invited on at least five seasons in a row. So that's That's good money right there. Jacob
0: Loki, if we win, I'll slide you like $37,000. Very
4: specific number. Hey,
0: everyone. Welcome back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got another episode of the Challenge Trash Talk Roundtable. Where tonight, we're going to be talking about the real Mount Rushmore. The actual definition of the Mount Rushmore. The people that paved the fucking way. And I had to be explicit about that just to say, let you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you've got myself, Ricky Hayes. My beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. We've got Tony, Stats. And then we have Info Lance. We've got Josh motherfucking Chambers. And then we have a very special returning guest, Jacob Hollibaugh from the Challenge Historian podcast, make sure you go check it out. We will have it fucking linked below for you. And If you don't go check it out, we're going to be upset. You need to go look at it.
1: We're going to be mad at you.
0: Go do it. Do
1: it. The, the fandom goes hard for your guests because I will say and give a lot of love and appreciation to everyone listening. The Every time I have appeared on here before, the weeks to follow, there is a a very obvious and noticeable change in viewership that I would clearly attribute to all of the wonderful folks listening here. So Aww. thank you to the fandom and uh, feel free to do it again. Uh, yeah, you know, do it. <laughs> go,
3: so, We're go show, show it. some love Come
1: around again. A few new ones. Um, and yeah, we'll just keep it rolling.
3: Right. He's like, I'm just going to come
1: back once a month. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, also to their credit, they stay um so guy. yeah yeah uh, it's not they're like they check it out once they stay they're a dedicated dedicated crew here so I like i've it.
3: literally gotten one one feet one like quote unquote negative feedback ever about having you on here and she literally was just like I had to stop listening to him because he's so obsessed with Fessy. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Cry about it. He's going to be yes. on our podcast a uh, lot.
4: If that person is <laughs>
1: listening right now, please DM me. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Fessy fan Club for life, baby. Look. we uh, are over here. So I'm still working up the nerves. I'm going to have Fessy on the podcast. And that's going to be when my viewership drops to zero really quick, probably. Uh, but uh, there is a few of us out there. There's a few of us out there. And uh, yes, are. we our our meetings are on Wednesday nights at uh, 3 a.m. Uh, it's a very odd hour, but it's the only time you know, so no one else sees us. Um, yeah, it's actually it's on. Um, uh, oh, I was gonna make a funny joke, but I forget the failed streaming. What was that short form streaming thing Vines. that Kevin Hart like launched? Quibby, Quibby oh, 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 yeah, I did okay. think of vine, but that didn't make sense for like a show or anything, so yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah fessy fan club for life if you're if you want to be a member, reach out uh, yeah we take we take anyone. It's a very easy application process I would <laughs> just like
2: to clarify, Jacob, although you and I do communicate back and forth, that's not me reaching out to join the fessy fan club. <laughs> Too
1: late. He already signed you up. You're already in. Yeah, we got a lot of empty chairs, so like, if you can just like show up and like support me, I will. I will do it for you. I've also
2: said like I don't. It's not that I dislike Fessy. It's that I sort of nothing Fessy because every time that he makes step forward, he'll like do something that irks me. So then I go back. But I'm fully. I'm fully okay with him doing well, if he's not a butt face about it.
1: Yeah. So you're yeah. saying the man makes steps, forwards or backwards, which is something worth watching. It's entertaining. He actually does stuff. Like he the does basic things. of dancing. There's a lot of people that dancing's fun. I would dancing's good. We I like dancing montages on the show. That's true. He doesn't dance on the show. No. He hides behind ferns.
3: Here's the way I look at I look at people like Fessy, you know, Josh, Amanda, like people who get a lot of like hate and stuff like that. And, it, and this is me personally. I'm not a fan of Amanda. I'm not a big fan of Fessy. I do love Josh. Um, I was going to say,
2: I'm the, I'm the founding member of the Josh fan club. <laughs> Martinez, sorry, Chambers. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> but <laughs> like the seasons that they're on, think about how boring those seasons would be without those people on them. Because even though I may not like you personally, like you're bringing something to the show. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm like, look, I'm not a big Fessy fan, but I'm fine with him coming back.
1: If Fessy and Amanda weren't on Spies, Lies, and Allies, zero people would have watched the entire season. Yeah, it's a poorly rated season, anyways. But (laughs) true, they they gave what little there was.
5: It's because Corey Lay got eliminated too early.
1: Yes, he did. So did Michaela. (laughs) Oh wait, we're supposed to be rivals. I can't agree with you, but yeah, we're big. (laughs) I'm I'm big on the Corey Lay uh, fandom as well. So, all right, here's my theme. All these people we're talking
0: about as far as Amanda, Fessy and Josh may make an appearance in next week's episode because we'll be (laughs) talking about the most entertaining. And I'm going to make a strong argument for some of them. Yes. And as far as Fessy goes, he's not one of the people I'll never have on the podcast.
3: No, he's not one of the ones that's on my never list. I I literally have one person on my never list.
1: Yeah. What? Can you put it in the chat? I'm yeah. guessing you don't want to say it into the microphone, but if you do, you can say
3: personally, I don't personally care, but yeah, I'll put it in the chat. It's really in the quick. chat
1: right now. <laughs> I Is gotta it? know.
3: Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, wrestling leaves. <laughs> Wait, I don't
1: understand. Oh, I do understand. I do understand. It took a second. It's the rivalry it took a there. second. It's I took a second. You're okay? not on my level. <laughs> <laughs> we're, rivals. Damn it! we're rivals. One minute rider dies the next and then back to rivals. Oh, All right. So gosh.
0: the only way oh you guys are going to settle this is you're going to have to go
1: on drew angel cakes,
3: right? And do trivia. Yeah. yeah. That's how we're going oh, to do even, this.
1: Don't even, uh, I've already got Karina and the crosshairs over there. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh. night I'm studying and <laughs> just, i've got i've got your logo up on my wall actually I just, with that every question target. every flash card, i look and i answer it and i'm like yes got it right and then i look up I'm like coming for you and then i do another one and yeah Karina, you're going down you're you going don't want to
5: go you don't want to go after the vet you want to go after the hall of famer
1: well, I mean, if you want to if you want to go win around, if you want to go on the show and win around and join us in the circle of winners, if he ever hopefully fingers crossed does that. Yeah, um, fingers crossed. And feel free. But for the time being, I know that we've got two winners right here and I want to I want to settle that.
3: <laughs> well, we're going to settle it. We went on uh, we went on Drew Angel Angel Cake Entertainment recently, and uh, that was like one of the things that got brought up. I was like, you have to do. Uh, another round because we have got to settle this
1: <laughs> there will forever <laughs> and we're be both gonna probably be horrible which will be even better. oh yeah
3: we're gonna both show up and be like oh <laughs> <In the> moment,
1: <laughs> be like oh my god Never mind. Never mind. I don't want to play anymore. anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I'm going
0: to fucking talk to Jerome and be like set it up for questions about nothing but Tory Deal and I've got this and I'll beat them both. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Oh my god. Before what we're talking about tonight anyways is not Tory Deal or players that have came in in season 30 or season 25. Look, I really kept this list down to basically season 1, the real season 1. Yeah to season 10 11. Yeah. Uh, there was a few people that came up that were very good for the show and would be a pillar and I want to mention them. One of them is of course c you know, CT's in there, but I just can't put CT as a pillar when I just had him on my top 4 as much as I want to.
3: For the goats. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do agree with that. And then there were some, you know, that obviously I feel like, you know, had a major impact on the show and the fan base that just came a little bit later in the game. I felt like season 12 and on, that was kind of like, it just felt a little late to be like, this is a pillar, um, you know, from season 12. But, you know, like, like DM, you know, I can't necessarily put her in that one through 10. Obviously, she started on season 12, but I feel like she was a huge impact on the show, on the fan base and continues to be even to this day. Um, so I definitely wanted to, you know, at least like give her a, a mention and a shout out because she did. I feel like she has one of the biggest impacts on the fandom long term, just because of everything we watched her go through and, you know, the way people were able to relate with her. But she just kind of missed that cut off as far as where we were cutting off our names for naming them a pillar.
0: Does anybody disagree with that and have DM on their their Mount Rushmore?
1: I'm happy to keep it to the for those first 10 seasons. But I do have a short list of honorable mention style folks then that if we were to extend it out, I think have as strong of argument as almost anyone to being pretty foundational to the show because the show did the first 10 seasons. It becomes what it's eventually going to be. And there's a, a. ton of change season to season, almost even right in those first 10. But then there is still the change becomes a little slower and more kind of stretched out after that. But there are still some big kind of shifts that happen and some people that are representative of those. So yeah. my little short list of folks that debuted after that, that I think deserve mention as pretty foundational and pillar like are DM probably I should have had her on there. And then along with her, the two who shall not be named by some, but I named them uh, and that is Kenny and Evan. And then Wes and Evelyn, who came on yes. on Fresh Meat as well, both in different ways really altered how the game was. Wes, especially for me, when I like really did like who if I had to pick an actual four person, Wes was like kind of the fifth person. It was like the latest in it that I was like. He approached the whole thing differently. He was a star in a kind of a different way than anyone was a star before him. So he gets mentioned. Paula and Bananas both debuted together on the duel and both of them on different sides, I think, were. And Paula is always one that I mention every time I can for her contributions to the game. like She was at it of what she did. And then the latest two people, like the latest to debut that I would say were still had some some deserving mention of saying that they were still, like, the final pillars or, like, I don't know, whatever the... Uh, what's the what's the stuff that you... If you're, like, a bricklayer that you put between the bricks? The oh, the... Mortar? The, like, brick yeah. mortar, yeah. yeah. Like, the final pieces of mortar, the final bricks on the top to make, like, the full foundation would be Sarah Rice and Cara Maria. I think yeah. Cara yes. Maria debuted... Yeah. That was the last person to debut. That was, like, the last person who did something totally brand new, a, a character arc, uh, you know, a story that was kind of brand new and was, there's a lot of people that personified kind of the gradual shift towards, this is about athletes as much as anything else, right. but yeah. her story in particular, both for, you know, how good she is at the whole thing, how much people fell in love with her and her later and it became polarized, polarized by it, but yeah. also that she went from the girl who is, you know, crying over getting thrown into an elimination and everyone like not understanding the competitive nature kind of and just not being comfortable with it to maybe the best athlete we've, you know, seen and becoming this like unstoppable athlete, super confident in herself, all this, all of that. So she's like the latest person I would throw out there as was the last bit of like whatever the foundation of the challenge is forever and on. Yes. And here's my theme is, I think if we start including after Fresh
0: Meat, Fresh Meat and Forward, we do a disservice to those first 10 seasons that kept the the show going, right? right? And and that's because at that point, I can't not remove one of these really important girls in the beginning for DM or for, you know, even, I mean... You know Sarah Rice, Car Maria, yeah, and Paula, they're all Laurel, to, yeah. You know, but those women are all more some of the greatest of all time, and those are the greatest of all time because of these
1: women before them,
3: right? Right. And that's yeah, how right, I right, look at right, it. Right, yeah.
1: So in counting the gauntlet, two, we're talking about a hundred and thirty-one people that are available to be spoken for. Yeah. So it's a lot of folks who came through. The first ten seasons, uh, or eleven, whichever way you look and, at it.
0: And me and Karina <laughs> have it down to about fifteen each. And
3: and if if we say like if we don't say a name of somebody you have on your list or whatever, obviously still say them. Um, you know, we just wrote down like the ones that stuck out the most to us, just to kind of get like some flow going to the conversation. Um. And then we'll debate it down from there.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, I still am not 100 percent sure on my list because this <laughs> one is very yes. subjective to me. It's because it, it's once again, it's most it's like most entertaining player. It's it, who tickles your fancy, who makes you think or makes you come
2: back to the show. Right. Um, so go ahead. I just want to preface my list, for example, and especially in line with what you're saying. So my first season was thirty five. I then went back to what I had access to, which was 19 forward. Right. Uh, So I watched 35 while in between weeks was watching from 19 through 34. So by the time I hit the finale of 35, I had actually burned through all of the back seasons. (laughs) So peppered through 35, I have 19 to 34. And then once I got access to some of the earlier ones, I bounced around. So, all in all, I have seen, all save for maybe two seasons. However, my list is based off of me thinking about the challenge as it started. And who brings, who comes to mind for me? Because my view is skewed. My pillars are sort of non-existent as far as who do I feel made the challenge what it was because I watched it all out of sequence and it would be a disservice to say this person is a pillar when like maybe nobody else has them on the list. So for me, it's when I'm thinking about this show that I have seen in its entirety out of sequence, looking at the players that have played recently and how their games align with people who played within the first 10 slash 11 seasons. Gotcha. And that's how I made my list. Okay. So. It very well may be different from the lists that you guys have, but that's why we do the podcast. <laughs> I just wanted to get ahead of whatever things people may have to say about my list, <laughs> At Biodomer on Instagram. Right? <laughs> Hit me up. Exactly. I'll probably not explain further, but um, yeah. That's, but the inbox that's my is list. open. <laughs> yeah, the inbox is open. Um, if you have different people on your list, then make a podcast tell us about it
3: that's what i've started telling people when they want to complain about what we talk about i'm like the own <laughs> podcast i don't i don't know it's free it's literally free to yeah. do so spotify I for podcasters it's like. I just, drop that plug
1: <laughs> Thank and you, if you don't it. want it to be free i produce podcasts so reach there you out. go there you, you go pay yeah. me as much money as you want
4: like <laughs> and you only have
2: to join the fussy <laughs> fan club
4: yeah, You don't yeah. even have to join.
1: Separate entities. <laughs> I keep my work and my my personal <laughs> life totally separate. separate.
0: But if you do work with him on podcasts, <laughs> you can join the Fessy fan club with no fees. You do get VIP status. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right. And by- Perks. And by VIP status, I means nonstop Fessy quotes every time I see you. <laughs> so, all right. My only question that I'm going to leave up to you guys outside of this that we've already been talking about is how do you guys want to start men or women?
3: Um, mm. I mean, me personally, I'd prefer to, to start on the men because I feel like the women is going to be a little bit more difficult to kind of figure out. Because again, just, just like the women goats, it, there's so much more of them right cuz we had like this pile of women who had like you know one or two championships and then but with the men it's like they they're highly separated from the rest and i feel like it's kind of almost the same here with our list like there's some that really really super stick out and are going to be easy to be like yeah of course but with the women it's like hmm it just kind of depends on when you came into the show and what your experiences were and you know i feel like that is gonna be a little bit more of a of a debate for the women. I feel like the men is gonna be easy or easier. Also,
2: every time that we have this discussion, we always invariably end up saying ladies first, and then the women get talked about first. So we yep. might as well start with the guys.
1: Bingo. Yeah, let's go men. Perfect. Also, right. I just to set the stage, I disagree with you, Karina.
3: You think the men is think, gonna be hard?
1: Because uh, I think the men is a little bit harder than the women because of how the women were treated early on. Yeah. Makes it the, and for this particular argument that we're making, there is some standout women that one of the big things they were doing for the show was making sure that kind of fighting back indirectly or directly in some cases against how the women were not being treated the same way by other cast and by production as the men were. And so that was like a big contribution for a few of the people. Um, one that's of a really the many good point. contributions for the few of the people. So uh, it's kind of the reverse. Cause that's why on the, the women's side of like the greatest ever, they didn't get the same opportunities to do 20 seasons. Yeah. Like some people that then have way more wins than everyone else on the men's side. And so there's a little bit was kind of a reason why there's a bunch more of them bunched up together. Right. But we shall see. We'll see if our lists are uh, are similar or not. Okay, so, I'm
0: excited. all right, I'm going to ask your opinion. If we're starting with the men, do we include CT in this conversation?
1: Yeah, well, so when you said first 10 seasons, are you saying like they debuted in the first 10 or like most of their challenge history was in the first 10? And I we went with they debuted in the first 10 because yeah. I CT have like de- Inferno. So he's
0: eight. Yeah. And here's my thing is just I'm going to start this off with CT is I don't have him on my list for this because I have him as number one on my greatest of all time. And I feel like I'm selling somebody else short that had as equal of an influence in those first few seasons. So that's that's why CT is not going to be on my list.
3: Uh, Yeah, I'll back that up by saying I I actually and maybe this will probably be shocking to the people out there who know how much I love CT. Like I look for any reason to put him on any list, Um, but I also do not have CT on my pillars list, mainly because I feel like his influence in the game didn't come until a bit later. Like his first couple seasons, he was very dominant, but it just didn't feel like i don't know it just didn't it didn't feel right to put him as like a pillar and say that he impacted you know how the game was going to be played in those you know like 15 through the 35 or whatever the heck we're on now 38 30, God, 39
0: is what they're filming right now <laughs> who
3: knows anymore um, so i don't have ct on my list either but i do understand like if people do have him on there because he's still so relevant it's hard to say like somebody who started on season 8 and is literally still relevant, like twenty years later. It's hard to say he's not impactful. So I don't know. I, I could be convinced on that one, but as of this moment, I don't have him on my list.
2: Was he impactful in seasons eight through eleven?
3: I mean, that that's the thing. Like he he was dominant as far as like physical performance, you know, just like he's always been. But I I just personally didn't ever really see like CT as like. And I guess it depends on how you're looking at it. You know, like if we're looking at it from like a leadership stance, like I didn't necessarily see CT take that leadership role until a little later in the seasons in his, you know, challenge career. But then if we're looking at like people who like actually brought the fans back and kept fans watching, CT's absolutely on that list, you know? So I guess it just kind of depends on how you're weighing that. So
0: here's my theme. I'm I'm just going to circle back on this. With CT, it's something that Jacob said earlier. Are we talking about the first 10 seasons who were really important in the foundation of the show? He caught the tail end of it and his biggest impact of the show was all after it's basically from the dual Ford at that point is when CT's impact is really felt on the show. Just like bananas impact is not really felt till the Island.
3: Right, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? He went home first and you know, so it's yeah.
0: And that's how I look at like DM was impactful on season 12, but we are excluding her from this. And she was more impactful in the earlier seasons than technically CT until he started working with DM right? and, and being with, with DM. And that's how I look at it. That's why CT is not on my list on for this, for the actual Mount Rushmore.
1: He's on, well, it depends on how long your list is, but he's on whatever my list is. He is not at the very top of it. And he kind of loses the arguments. Um, because a lot of the changes he brought about or the things that he did and is known for, he wasn't always necessarily the first to do. He was just the best to do right. certain things, but he is certainly on my list and competing for the top, mainly because he he's the greatest character in reality TV history, is, yes. is my opinion, and there's been a few different brackets by worthwhile websites that have done those style brackets and CT is one going away, even with audiences that aren't like challenge focused within reality TV audiences. Um, And he was the first, his main contribution as far as like changing how this show went was being the first one where one, he was the first person that was like truly feared even in Inferno and Inferno two specifically Inferno two. He was actively like everyone was, scared to go against him in anything. Yeah. And he was going to win. And it was shocking that he was not on the winning at not there and or on the winning team at the end for every season. It was why it was such a big deal when he finally did win of like, how the hell did this guy that we were all fucking terrified of and yeah. that wins everything and is way better at all of these things than us. How did it take him so long to actually like win the whole thing? And then the duel is arguably the best challenge season of all time. And it is mostly because there's a lot of great things going on. There's a lot of things that play into that, but it's mostly because of CT and DM and their story and how just visceral that story was and how engrossed everyone was in it. And so, again, that's a little bit outside of, you know, the range we're mostly focusing on here, but he definitely is on my long list and is in competition for being somewhere near the top of it. But he's he's not going to make like my final four or anything like that.
3: Yeah, he he had an impact and it wasn't always a good impact, first of all, (laughs) was not always a positive impact
1: on your face or the show.
3: Yeah, exactly. And the impacts that he had on the show related back to the impacts he had on people's faces, um, you know, and ended up actually changing the game when you look at like Duel 2 and the amount of security and how they tighten down on stuff after what happened with him and Adam. But again, kind of outside of the, the, the scope of what we're looking at. Um, so I think that was a perfect way to say it. Like he's on my list. I think he was very impactful, just not quite in that top four, but
0: all right, Tony, you agree, disagree, have more to add.
2: It's one of those things where like, if he came in as season eight, then there's going to be people who did things before him. Yeah. Yeah. And he can very easily perfect those things. Or move those things forward, but somebody still had to do them in order for him to perfect them or advance right. them. Right. Um, so, in that regard, I mean, he's already at the cusp of being included. There are people who are more foundational.
5: I agree.
4: Agreed.
2: Josh, are, where are you at on this? He's at his house. in so the
5: corners. Yeah. I watched Landon destroy CT. So, you know. He's he's in the goat conversation. He's not in the foundation conversation for me.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And now if you ask me this, if the challenge makes another 15 or 20 seasons, I might have a different answer on this. Right. And he's been retired for 10 of those seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. like at that point when when we're looking at the past, then it might change. But as of right now, it's it's too much like where do you judge Tom Brady
1: in the pillars of the NFL? Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's too recent okay so let's was move the on. first mercenary just we'll throw that in there he and Tina that is like facts. A, a later contribution yes. and a later change to the game but um an important one and one that I still like and when they got a twist right and I still enjoy a good mercenary here or there and uh obviously the first one was the greatest version of it given I was gonna what say transpired but uh he he and Tina were uh respect to Tina she was there too she didn't do the same thing he did necessarily but no right. one else could have done that uh the that walks this earth so
3: <laughs> exactly I, I agreed you know and, and again a, again just a major you know like that moment the bananas backpack is one of the the biggest most impactful eliminations that's ever happened on the challenge you know so like it, it, i see the argument for him it just again it happened so late so i'm sorry no. i know you were trying to move on and i no, keep talking about ct you got to get me off ct <laughs>
0: If you ever say that to me again. (laughs)
5: Dude, we have to clip that.
0: No, we do not. That's what we don't have to do. All right. So next on the list. And this one is really tough for me because he is the one that really kind of got me into the challenge when I was watching the very beginning. And that's Alton. Where are you guys at on Alton? Tony, I'm going to start with you. Is Alton on your Mount Rushmore?
2: He's not, but mostly because I forgot. But that goes back <laughs> to the fact of like, I watched everything out of order. Um, yeah, I really liked him on the seasons that I saw him on, but he's not one of the names that I immediately go to.
5: Who's gonna beat him and capture the flag? Well, if this was an argument <laughs> about who's the <laughs> whoa, 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 you know who might be him? Wait, wait, I'm I'm sorry,
1: you said might maybe not capture the flag specifically, but another person who I'm sure we'll talk about later. And if we won't, I'll make sure we do. Someone has beaten all in, in climbing multiple times is in fact, two and one versus Alton climbing head to head straight up. And that would be my guy, Theo Vaughn. So oh, he's Alton definitely on
3: our list yes. is one of the
1: best climbers ever. He is one of the best athletes ever. He deserves to be on this list purely because that picture I just sent you. I mean, look at the man. Holy. Oh my God. Uh, he is the first person where you're like, that's, that's the best athlete I've ever seen. And like, it's the challenge. What am I watching the NFL now? Like what's going on? Like, (laughs) how is a person that is this kind of athlete on this freaking reality TV show? Why is he not, you know, getting paid millions of dollars somewhere on something else? So he changed the game in that way. But, uh, yes, respect to Theo who has beaten all in and climbing multiple times.
2: Woo. Yeah um, Alton still looks like that, that's the thing yeah.
1: too, right? I yeah. thought that was that Terrell thing, that, Owens. That picture could be from the Gauntlet too, or it could be from All Stars one or two, whichever one he was on. Uh, but you yeah, he, was he still looks the same. It was yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, good job, Yusella. Good yeah. job, Yacella.
4: <laughs>
0: Here's my thing: I Alton, I was a fan of Real World Las Vegas, and he's one of the reasons that I went in. And if I was going truly just on a completely biased list. He would make it, but I'm trying to be a little bit objective because I know in my heart of hearts, there were people that played a bigger role. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately, he's not on my list. What about you?
3: I mean, personally, for me, like if we're if we were making a list of just like literally just like the most dominant type of players or the most physical type of players, Alton would be right up there for me. Um, I mean, you know, four seasons, three finals, one win, twenty-three daily wins, five and one in eliminations. Like the dude is a freaking beast. But I don't have him on my pillars. I, I feel like he he made an impact absolutely, and and he definitely made a name for himself. He definitely brought fans back. But I just again, like some of you have said, I, I feel like there were other people who kind of contributed a little bit more. And I feel like by putting Alton on my list, it would kind of be like, like taking away from the other people that I have on my final list. But if I were to go beyond four, Alton would be like five or six.
0: Okay. I I can respect it. Let's bump up the difficulty a little bit here. All right. DK, you got Derek (gasps) Kaczynski as one of your pillars. Josh, what you got? You're got you. you muted.
3: He got mute on. That's what you got. <laughs> yeah, so, so I was like, let me
5: unmute myself. I have to be careful with what I say here because I'm meeting this guy this weekend. <laughs>
3: it's okay. This won't be out until no. after the weekend. So you're
5: fine. You're, you're good. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> Everybody like Derek. Um, he's, he's definitely my top three of DKs. Uh, we, we had that list on our episode. Who, captain of my captain. He went like, what, five in a row, was it? Five, Six. I believe.
3: Yeah, I think it was five on uh Are you talking like seasons? He's, or no, he's seasons talking about the eliminations or... on the Goblet oh, when he uh, was the captain. Th- yeah, <laughs> it
2: was four four. He won four and then lost to Timmy. Lost to
3: yeah. was. He went lost in five times. T- yeah. Timmy. Timmy Bigger. Uh, yeah.
5: Dude, Derek's there. He's I mean, one of the other top eliminations we still talk about is Joss.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah,
0: he's my number Dude, five. Just not there. Uh, he, he misses it that much. It's like Darrell on the goats. All yeah. right. You know, it's
3: yeah. I,
5: he's I, I, he's on the cusp. You have to come back to me on that one. He's four or five. How this works.
3: <laughs> I can make it. If somebody can I'm, uh, I'm, like
0: I'm make sorry. a good argument, I think I could go for it.
3: On, yeah. I like DK. So as of right now, I have DK listed as my top honorable mention. Because I do feel like he had a really good impact early in the game. You know, he was memorable. He brought fans back. He caused drama. He performed. He was an absolute beast in like anything where he could get in the sand with somebody. And then he still like to this day is one of the most impactful people from the challenge just based on challenge mania and what he puts together for the fans like the impact that he has had on growing this fan base like making it larger, bringing the fans together to meet these challengers and, and, and have these parties with these people and these wrestling events and like all this stuff. It's really, really hard for me, but I am, I I, like, I could be convinced to move DK up, but at this specific moment, looking at just the early stuff, I have DK at the number one spot on my honorable mentions, which would be my number five. And and but a lot of the reason he's so high at number 5 for me is because of the impact he has now, not the impact he had early in his career. So
0: his impact early was pretty big too, wasn't I it? I
3: mean it, yeah, so, it's just ugh, so hard.
2: He's on mine. He's a smaller guy, right? So and he showed that size does not matter. Yeah. Like you can take out the big guys even when you're a smaller guy. And so I would argue that if you don't have DK, then you don't have me on this podcast because <laughs> they're probably not casting Jay Starrett.
3: Mm. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And then, that's you nice. use, then you lose
2: Tony Stetson and Info Lance. And
3: I mean, that's pretty impactful, you know.
0: DK in the George Washington spot.
3: <laughs> there
2: you go. <laughs> and also Troy. Like, Troy's another one. where yeah, He's fair. a smaller dude, but that obviously didn't stop him.
3: That's I mean, that's a fair point, too, because, you know, DK's size and and his, you know, his ability and stuff kind of, you know, sets up for guys like Troy to be like, hey, look, I can do this show, you know. So, ah, damn man, DK is just so hard for me. Give me four. Yeah, I'm like, I want to put him I want to put him on there so bad.
5: DK is in my number 4 spot.
0: But then Perfect. I have
3: to drop somebody.
0: I don't even know if I have like a number 4 spot. Like it's kind of hard to rank like how I it's just have to, yeah, it's just they're on the list, mm-hmm. but I will put him under your name. Jacob, do you have DK
1: in your in your Mount Rushmore? I'm looking at my big big list and trying to cut out the names that don't technically count under this criteria and decide, but of the big list that I had previously uh, Derek was not on it, um, and that is not to disrespect anything that Derek did for the game and how amazing he is at it, and certainly the contributions he continues to make to this day, as you referenced um, in outside of the show with, but with the show and the fan base and everything. But he, in his early seasons, while entertaining and great and really good at it, was sim a little bit similar to one of the things we said about CT. But like Derek didn't necessarily do anything that we hadn't seen before on the show or like change the show in any way. The, the small guy beating the big guy thing, they played it up more with Derek, but he was not the first, he was the first small guy that had a lot of success. And small by height only obviously Derek then and now is a muscular individual with, you know, (laughs) more strength than, uh, than six of me have. Uh, but, uh, (laughs) He he was one that I put him and Brad, they both they do the same time I kind of had in similar veins of they were amazing. They have huge impacts. They could definitely be mentioned in the like best ever at the game. They could be mentioned in entertainment. But as far as being a part of or affecting kind of the change change within the show or what the structure of the show would ultimately be or anything like that, they were doing a lot of things that others did, but they just did them a little bit better. And so guys like them didn't really make my final cut, even as much as I, I love them and would maybe have them on my list for those other types of categories.
0: Right. Okay. I can respect that. And, yeah. and since we're on the subject, Brad, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. It's he's, he's up there, but it's just, it's more impact after season 11 than it is.
3: Well, and it, I feel like a lot of Brad's impact. Cause like, if you really think about it, like a lot of his early seasons, very similar to Derek, you know, they, They drank and just partied majority of the time. But I feel like we really started to see like Brad come out of his shell and stuff a little later in the season. I absolutely love Brad. I especially love him since his return in the last, you know, since when did he come back on like season 30 or
1: final reckoning or one of those two? Yeah,
3: I've really loved him since then, but I just don't really see the impact portion early on in the game. I felt like, you know, but if we're talking about like entertaining, I mean, now it's a necklace is literally one of the most entertaining and Mm -hmm. longest running like funny lines in challenge history. So I love that you pointed him out that he could be considered for like a Mount Rushmore of entertaining players. But I'm I'm with you guys. I don't have him on my pillars.
0: Anybody disagree? (laughs) No. All right, let's, Tony, I, I, I'll take your silence as you don't disagree either. I also said no, so that, yeah, okay. that you can
2: also take as a Sorry. disagree.
0: Hide <laughs> Minds not connected today, but I'm, I'm getting back there. Um, all right, okay, so it was quiet. This one, I'm going to be honest, is on my list. And I think if I were going to put him in a numerical order, maybe number three, but I'm not sure. Darrell, where do you guys have Darrell?
2: He is on my list. I don't have a totally numbered list. Just because of don't, I mean, yeah, we never four, number them. <laughs> yeah, we never number them anyway. And then it's just a conversation. He's four for four, like
4: yeah, that's big.
2: But also, I know that it's. I know that we're looking at it from like one to ten slash eleven. However, one of the other things to keep in mind with Jarrell is he has been on flagship spring break, break challenge, champ versus stars, all stars, and worlds. He has basically been on every incarnation of the show, and. There's a reason for that.
4: I realize
2: that I'm talking about things that go past season 11, but he had to get there somehow. And to me, that is because Durrell is one of the pillars.
0: His impact before season 11 is bigger than his impact to me than after. Yes. Yes. And, and, it's because of those seasons, the four in the row, and then stepping mm-hmm. away. Right, yeah. right. It's, it's the Barry Sanders of the challenge, if you want to use a football analogy. The guy who stepped away maybe a little bit too early, we could have seen six for six. You know, we might have seen something different. He probably should have had another one if it wasn't for Brad. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Durrell's on my list. I, I, there is no other way I can put it. Uh, Jacob, what, what do you think about durrell
1: uh, he doesn't make my top four if we're going four on each side are like the final final top tier, but he is definitely in the on the list of honorable mentions and is competing for so I kind of my four that I had are really my top two on the male and female side. I also had kind of listed specific people who could like fill their spots, yeah, and Durrell was the first name listed after two different males that I would put in the top four so like he's definitely right there he has a little of what we said with Derek and Brad of there wasn't anything he did first other than be the guy that won repeatedly mm-hmm. and showed that like winning every time would be like a cool thing and could be <laughs> eventually like it's not life-changing money one time early on in that but that if you like hey like if you win every time like this is you know, you get 50 grand two or three times in a three or four year stretch. Like, you know, you're not fucking rich or anything, but like right. that actually that does do something. It moves the needle of your life in a considerable way. And no one did, I don't think anyone prior to Durrell looked at like, oh, what if you like came on these and like, but every time you did it, you won and you did walk <laughs> away with 60, $70,000 after mm-hmm. all fees and winnings and everything else. And so for that reason, he certainly has to be on there, but. Uh, on the the longer list, but he doesn't crack the actual top top four just because other people punched people first. Other people <laughs> respect to Jamie Murray, who probably won't get mentioned otherwise, but won three mm. times uh, first. Um, and there, you know, so everyone, you know, same thing again. Like had it incredibly impactful, but doing things. He he doesn't have a thing that you would say. Darrell is the reason this became part of the game or this changed or what have you, other than maybe that people started caring about winning, which is worthy enough to get you right on the cusp of my top four, but not quite, probably not quite in mind.
3: Yeah. I, I have to back up everything you just said. That's exactly how I feel about Durrell. all respect to him because of his four wins that honestly, that record will probably never be broken, especially with the projection uh, or the trajectory of the show. now. It'd be very, very difficult for someone to win two back-to-back, let alone like four back-to-back. Um, so major, major props to him. But again, he just kind of falls right at the cusp of the list for me, of the top four for me. What about you, Josh?
5: I put Durrell, He's on my list. I right. mean, you can't go past that four in a row.
0: It, it's, to me, it's, it's too impactful. It's like Terry Bradshaw mm-hmm. in it for the Steelers or it's just it's too impactful for me. I, I have to have him on there, but I do get your argument on it, though, Jacob. Jamie Murray was three for three
1: and I was just never gonna came say- back. At the time, Darrell also won his third and then eventually won his fourth. So. I guess my opinion, though, is if you
0: asked a fan of the challenge, just any random fan, do they know Darrell or do they know Jamie Murray?
2: That's yeah. I'm still back on the fact that I legitimately thought you said Carrie Bradshaw and not Terry Bradshaw and I was wondering why you're making a <laughs> Sex in the City reference.
0: No, I'm just saying. Like, Darrell's definitely in that four of the Sex in the City, in my opinion, but sure. I, you know, but anyways, I
1: digress. Probably a Samantha. <laughs> yeah, if you can't match it up with the four presidents of Mount Rushmore, we match it up with the four women of Sex in the City. Right. Come on, yeah, right? there there we, it's what's That's hot the next streets. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: All right. So, you know, I think a natural transition from Durrell would be to Shane Landrum.
3: Ah, uh, Yeah. Shane. Shane. Look, I don't have Shane on my list. Um, I do respect how long running he's been in the show. Obviously, he had that massive break from the earlier seasons to the later seasons. Always been impactful as far as the entertainment portion of it. But I just don't see anything to where Shane impacted the game, how it was played or impacted the fandom in a way to like change the trajectory of things. So I don't have Shane on my list, but I do respect, you know, what he's done in his long running career of, of the challenge. Not a big fan on a personal level, but I do respect what he's, what he's done. So
0: that's fair. I can appreciate that. Jacob, what do you think about Shane?
1: Uh, love him, appreciate him. He should be mentioned on your entertaining episode as one yes. of the early entertaining <laughs> folks, but is nowhere near my
2: list for this. Yeah.: Agreed. Um, I'm going to say, agreed. Group. I'm still a bit sour on throwing the challenge that time. So, and being gleeful about it. <laughs>
1: he
3: threw it with Nelly, That's the part man. that I
2: like. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, glee, the
1: glee is what made it
2: fun.
3: That was funny. He was mm. so excited. For whatever
2: <laughs> reason, like for whatever reason, it bothered me, and there's no reason that it should, because normally, like I would appreciate that. I would appreciate that moment. For whatever reason, I was just like, eh, no. um But either way, he is not on my list. I appreciate what he brings to the show. Doesn't have to be my cup of tea for it to be someone's, and for that, like, totally entertaining, but not. One of the pillars for
0: me. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Let's let's make it a little spicy, Cyrus.
3: Shit balls. That's hard. He's the, old,
2: he's the first one to almost get in a fight with TJ. Yeah, that is
3: impactful. <laughs> On TJ's first season too. Yeah. I
2: mean,
0: here's my theme with TJ Cyrus. Ready to go. Yeah. Cyrus is like right there in my honorable mention for the fact that. He was in a fucking Eminem video like he brought his the fame and everything. He brought like a certain legitimacy to the challenge, in my opinion. But did he have such a tremendous impact compared to some of the other people that I have on my list? I I I don't have him right there, unfortunately.
3: Here's my thing with Cyrus. I feel like Cyrus was was and continues to be very impactful. But I feel like he was more impactful, like with the fans mm-hmm. rather than like on the show. Yes. You know, and so I, I don't have Osiris on my top four. He does fill in into my list. Um, I don't know exactly where, but he just doesn't break that top four because I do respect what he's done as far as bringing light to the challenge, um, you know, and using his platform. It's kind of the same thing with like tech and stuff, like just bringing that name And that attention and that spotlight to the challenge, like fan events and, you know, stuff like that. I just I don't really consider him a pillar.
0: He's an OG. Yeah. Triple OG. Triple
3: OG. For sure. For sure. For sure.
0: Tony, what do you think?
2: No, um, he's not like and I agree with you. He's an absolute OG, just not quite a pillar per se. I enjoy Cyrus. I enjoy rewatching seasons that he's on. I enjoyed him on All Stars. I enjoyed talking to him. But yeah, he's absolutely an OG, just not quite a pillar. What about you, Josh?
5: Oh, first off, Tony, you just had to throw in there that you got to talk to him. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I talked to him on here. Just
3: yeah, so you're yeah, aware.
5: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love Cyrus. I've always been a fan of Cyrus. Ooh, um, he's the best. I talked to him through messages on Instagram. But yeah, he's a great guy. He's, he's right there, but he's not just not on my pillar list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Jacob, do you disagree or concur?
1: I have Cyrus on my list. He doesn't make the top four, but he is kind of in my like true founder spot. If I go with like the, again, the, the true straight analogy to Mount Rushmore, like the George Washington S spot, he's on the list of people who could fill that role. Um, as, uh, his, you know, moniker first black reality star is a true thing. And that mattered in a big way. That, yes. That's a great point. He wasn't on the challenge. He and tech filled us a, a kind of similar role in that way. But I do want to point out on Cyrus's behalf. One, he does get credit for. And he this, he tells the story often, and it's a great story to hear. He was a part of the real-world Boston, and it was Road Rules, the Islands, yes. which were the two casts that met up and did a one-off little competition that became the first of two different kind of origin stories. The other one, I'm sure if you ask John Brennan, he'll tell you his version of the <laughs> other piece of that origin for where the idea for this whole thing started. But, uh, you know, Cyrus was a part of that and then was also the first appearance on season two. He, you know, he's not in it until season four is his first season of the challenge, but he is there for one of the most famous episodes in challenge history on season two when they play Kobe Bryant and Reggie Miller in basketball and Cyrus is the referee and Cyrus is there as the referee, not just because he like lived in L.A. and was local, but because he was a huge freaking star from real world Boston and they knew we need to get this guy involved as early and often as possible and so he definitely had big contributions and similar to what we said about Derek if we like went full scope to, to from today to the first day of the show or whatever he it's really impressive and deserved a shout out of like his current contributions as you know a guy who debuted 30 years or whatever 27 8 years ago whatever it was um so he makes my list but he uh He doesn't quite cut it to make the top four, really.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if I could put this to analogy, he's not on the Mount Rushmore, but if there was a currency for the challenge, he would definitely be the Benjamin Franklin.
3: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: You know, he'd be that $100 bill. I'm just putting that out there. That's, you know what I mean? It, it, a debate can be made for that. tech as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, all right. So let's let's keep this pushing. Yeah. The next one, I, I feel like some of these are just going to get tougher and tougher. And because you mentioned him, I'm going to go ahead and actually, you know what? Let's take a little easy road. I'm going to throw Ace Amerson out there. Mm. Do you guys have Ace on your list?
3: Respect, but no. I, I liked Ugh. Ace a lot. And yeah. I was excited when he came back for All-Stars. But just there's nothing there's no moment or change in the in the in the show that I can just like off top be like, yes, this is contribute. You know, this this was from Ace Amerson. He was fun and he was fun to watch, but just not impactful enough to make my pillars list.
4: Yeah, I,
2: I like Ace a lot. He's another one that I like on pretty much every season that he's on. But yeah, not quite. No. Yeah.
1: Shocked that he was mentioned. No one loves Ace more than me. No one rooted for him in the moment harder than probably me. Oh, no I one was more yeah. thrilled and then deflated on All-Stars 1 oh, when yeah. What happened happened. Oh, um, so and still roots for and loves him and what, like I love his Instagram and all of the everything he's like does in real life right now and everything um and yeah he he he's nowhere near this list respectfully although if if i had to reach for something he wasn't the first one to like party on this show by any means but he was kind of the first one that was like the life of the party guy yeah you know? yes. and and also was became known for going home first Yes. Which no one else had done that multiple times in a row. It was still cool enough in their one episode that people were like, Oh, that guy. He went first. He did it again. Oh, I still like him, but he's only been here for two episodes. Yeah,
0: exactly. I just figured it'd be fun to bring him up. So all right. Now I'm glad you did. Yeah. To quote you know, and shameless plug. You know, challenge fandom podcast beyond the edit with Nelson Thomas. Go check <laughs> that shit out. Uh, we're getting down to the needy greedy of this fucking list, yeah. In my opinion, and we've he's come up uh, mentioned a couple times in the discussion so far. But John Brennan is he on your Mount
2: Rushmore? No.
3: Yeah, he's, he's not on mine um, re- again, though. Kind of respect. I'm sorry, respect. I love you, John. Yeah. yeah respect like, major, just now. I honestly I love John. I thought he was he was entertaining. He was a different kind of character on the show, you know, had different kind of values and morals and stuff. And he wasn't afraid to, you know, to utilize those and talk about them and, and be about those on the show. So I respect him a lot for that. I respect him for the way that the show started. he was on the you know, the technically the first season of the challenge. the you know, so i I respect his contributions to the show, but I just don't see him as impactful enough over like a long term, you know, like seasons one through ten or whatever to to really put him up on the pillars against the other people that I have up there.
1: I mean, I referenced earlier the the and i did so kind of jokingly, but in all seriousness, he was the other version of the, you know, when Road Rules and Real World met up and right. Boston, whatever they referenced with Cyrus. But John Brennan going to get picked up in the Winnebago by his yes. cast members on Real World is legitimately where the idea for then doing what if we put Real Worlders in a in a Road Rules situation came about. Right. And on All Stars, he, as were the other five people on that season, the whole six person cast. They were all amazing. They all had great stories. They all were impactful in that one season, but none of them like stood out over the other ones. And then his other two seasons of the challenge, he went out first or second, I think Uh second. Yeah. Uh, first or second on battle, of the seasons and was out very quickly on Inferno two. And yes, he was a a different personality, a different character that was not otherwise represented um, on the show necessarily. But uh so he does he made my long list. He was the last person I put in that kind of like that founding father spot. Right. Um, um that I just mentioned Cyrus was kind of like in contention for. But um so I shouldn't have just so quickly been like, no, <laughs> keep it moving. But because again, I love each But yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't have nearly the the argument, but he does have those couple things worth pointing out.
3: Agreed. Agreed. And I do also just want to add on to that, like shout outs, because I believe if I'm remembering correctly, um, Inferno, when he went home, it was because somebody else was in elimination, but he volunteered himself because he knew that person would be able to contribute to the team, you know, more than he could. And so he volunteered and ended up losing to go home. Um, So major props. I always love when somebody will like step up to an elimination for their team or their partner or their friend or whatever. So major props to him for that. But yeah, just not on my list.
0: Well, I'm glad we're all on the same, same side once Yeah, I was going to
3: say, I think we're all pretty much on the same page with, with John. True story.
0: All right, here we go. Ready? Let's do this. Dan Setzler. Mm. Uh,
3: doesn't really make my list. It's my Res- favorite, but no. Yeah, I was going to say respect, you know, yeah. loved him, but okay. doesn't, doesn't make my overall list.
0: Okay, so I've got one last one that I'm thinking is not on people's list, but I will put him out there anyways. Jamie Murray.
3: Frickin' mad props. And I'm so glad, Jacob, that you brought him up earlier because, again, you're right. Like, not a lot of people know about Jamie Murray. But the thing about Jamie Murray, and please correct me if if I'm wrong, Jacob, but Jamie Murray is the only undefeated multi-time champ of the challenge. And that's because he won three and then retired. Like, he's... He's the only
1: person who's won three and retired. I believe there's someone who has done two two and retired, but I'm forgetting who now and probably not going to figure it out and looking at all these hundreds of names.
3: (laughs) Probably not. Yeah, but so major props to him. He's not not on my my pillars list, but, you know, major respect, major props to him. For me, he's another kind of like Darrell, where it's like something that other challengers want to like reach or achieve that. Level? Yeah, that level or that, like, accomplishment, right, of winning those back-to-back-to-back multiple seasons like that, but just quite not, like, impactful in the overall game, in my opinion. Fair.
1: Yeah, he's almost non-existent in some of his seasons, other than every time they do the Daily Challenge, you're like, oh, Jamie Murray's way better than everyone else at whatever (laughs) the hell random thing they're doing again today. Yeah, But otherwise, he's very much in the background. Like, he's not doesn't really do Leader. confessionals. No. Doesn't like do a lot of talk. He's just super chill, dude. His most like my favorite thing about him ever is when he shows up on the whichever the bow the sexist Seasons he did. He is wearing like a cowboy hat, and like Mark <laughs> and someone yes. else are like, "Hey, dude! Like, what are you been up to?" And I forget what he the the phrase the term he gives himself, but he's, he says he's like a, like a space cowboy or something, <laughs> uh, or like a vagabond <laughs> cowboy or whatever. And you're just like. Dude, you are you You haven't spoken to anyone since you were on TV last time. Have you like zero people? You were just <laughs> yeah. like out oh, in the wilderness. Were you yeah. like, yep. doing push-ups and running up mountains and like just hanging out? And now you're here again. And yeah, he's he was the first great competitor and athlete that no one paid attention to because he didn't care to make you.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: So
0: and I know everybody else is kind of on the same board with this. So I'm going to move this on. And I know I've been saying we've been getting down to the needy greedy for a while, but this is really it. And here we go. Next one up. Eric Nyes. Yeah. Is he on your Mount Rushmore? Yeah. All right. So why is he on your Mount Rushmore, Karina?
3: For me, when I think about the challenge, like the early seasons of the challenge, there are a few people who like immediately come to my mind. um, And that's kind of how I approached my list. And Eric Nyes to me is definitely one of those people. Um, you know, he was he was on Early One Early. Um he did 3 seasons, 20 Daily Wins. He's never seen an elimination. And 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 partly due to, you know, the formats and the seasons that he was on. He did, you know, the Road Rules All-Stars one, but then he did Battle of Sexes and Battle of Sexes 2, which were just highly um imbalanced seasons. But he just for me personally, he had a big impact. He was always one that I enjoyed watching. Fans absolutely love, they either loved him or they hated him. It was, it was like one or the other. And I just, I feel like he had a big part in making the show kind of what it is and pushing it forward so that it could be what it is today.
0: Okay. Josh, what about you?
5: Do not have him on my list. As much as I respect him for everything that Karina said, he's right there in the top, but not in the top for me.
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, he's, he's right there five, six for me. Tony, what about you?
5: He is not on my
2: top four, which basically is what I did. Um, <laughs> is I yeah. did four men. I have four men, and then I have like five women. But I, I can basically echo what both Karina and Josh have said. Like the seasons that I've seen him in, obviously formidable.
4: Yeah. But not
2: quite within the four. Yeah. All
0: right, Jacob, I know you're disagreeing.
2: Let's hear it.
1: No, just uh, again is doesn't have as strong of an argument as others for similar. Basically, as I mean, it's not a spoiler that we're going to talk about Mark Long at some point here. (laughs) So uh, never we would not have (laughs)
3: Mark Long on the list.
1: (laughs) Kind of has any argument that Eric has, Mark has like doubled up. Um, and but I will give a shout out and we'll talk about it again with Mark. But Eric also the hosting of season five is as important to me as being on the original cast on all stars being on the winning team of about of the sexes to being there for about the sexes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he was, he was on my long list of filling the spot that obviously at this point, we all know is going to be filled by Mark long, that Cyrus <laughs> and John and Eric were like in contention or honorable mention for kind of that founding father type of spot. Um, but, uh, not just doesn't, doesn't have the longevity, uh, or seem to care to have the longevity. Um, but fascinating if you can get your hands on Road Rules All Stars season one. Mm-hmm. Um, while all of them are interesting, the whole season's great. Eric specifically in that season is the is a very good example of why reality TV in the '90s, pre-internet, essentially pre-internet, was so interesting in his kind of character and personality change and growth yes. on Road Rules All Stars. Of like he had. Become famous and didn't really know what to think of it off of real world, and he was kind of like off putting to his cast members at times, and then like other times all in on it and the experience and the the main rift in the cast was between him and the other five people and is very interesting and not in a way that like you're like this guy's an asshole, or this guy sucks or anything, but just like yeah, this guy's kind of has his own opinion of like what to do with this newfound fame and you know career path whatever, and so. Very interesting. Love him to death. Um, But yeah, he's just not not going to stack up to his uh, his compadre there in Mark Long.
3: That's that's totally fair. And I also will say that, yes, I do have Eric Nyes on my list, but I also have like a slash and then another name because I can be convinced on this because I can't make up my mind between Eric Nyes and this other person, which we'll get to in a little bit. But so just so just so everybody knows when we get to that. I I am I am able to be convinced because I feel like there's going to be a little bit of backlash when we get to this other name, but that's okay. We'll deal with that in a second.
0: Well, you know what? Yeah, Let's I, move
3: on to the next. one.
0: I feel like we've <laughs> talked about him enough. Previewing him. Let's Neil just Forrester.
3: Him,
1: you <laughs>
0: fuck, it's like you're in my head. If you say Nathan Blackburn next, I'm gonna fucking
1: piss myself. Oh, dude, I like Nathan. I, I want do to talk to him him like, on, on He time wanted time him soon. on the list so bad. Guy. I mean, no, he he doesn't deserve to be on the list, but he's he's lived an interesting life.
3: We Um, had like thirty men and thirty women on the list, and I was like, We gotta cut this down. I was like, I know you love Nathan, but he there just with that nobody's everybody's gonna be like, No, no, no. (laughs) Because I
0: had tech originally listed, but it's the one season, and I know he's super impactful because of being in Van Wilder and everything he did outside of it, like Cyrus.
1: But in the beginning, it just wasn't. Well, shout out to tech for being the most famous person ever just off of their real world season because this is one season of the challenge on season three, the live audiences we mentioned in the early part of this that might be cut but uh, those live audiences chanted one person's name and one person's name and it was tech over and over and over so pretty incredible but also shout out to Nathan Blackburn because you know who's a fan of Nathan Blackburn or was rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was a fan of Nathan Blackburn because that was one of the funniest things about when they show up to play him in basketball and Nathan's like geeking out. And then Kobe's like, Kobe's like, Oh yeah. Like I watched your real world season and you just see Nathan, like basically his soul leaves his body like a good (laughs) way of just like, what the fuck is happening right now? I can't believe that your response was, you know who I am and you're kind of saying you're a fan of me too. Um, And I'm just like, dude, that's the greatest feeling in the world. So like, yeah, amazing
3: absolutely that yeah, that's a, i've totally yeah. forgot about that moment but yeah that was that was awesome I, and yeah. then he
1: has to go wash dogs he doesn't get to actually play he doesn't basketball even get to Kobe. play the basketball
3: yeah. i know yeah. poor guy he was so upset all but. right
1: so i think we've been
0: dancing around this guy's name for long enough and He's i'm not going ahead. to use his real name I'm just going to call him what we all know the yeah. godfather
3: yeah it, I, i'm just going to say right now if you don't have mark long as like your top of your list for the the men who is paved the way for the challenge to be a thing. It just just get the fuck out. Just just go somewhere else. You, You're not a challenge fan. You no, haven't been kidding. paying attention. <laughs> yeah, you have not been paying attention. Um because Mark is literally the most impactful person that has ever been on this show and continues to be. I mean, we we literally have all stars because of Mark. So Mark, absolutely number one on my list. I don't even have to go over his stats because his stats, in my opinion, don't even matter in this conversation. He has just had such an impact on this show, this game, MTV as a ch- as a channel overall, like just Una all Murray. of that, like it just yeah. it's it's in, it's incredible everything that he's had his hands on and, and the, the the things that he's been part of in this game and in this show. So absolutely. Mark Mark Long's my number one.
2: Tony.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> concurred with everything Karina said basically
2: pretty much I mean in his entire like flagship run he's only been in one elimination granted he lost that elimination but it was to Johnny and Voldemort so I mean
3: and he threw that he eliminated. threw that Yeah, eliminated. exactly he, Yeah. So, so everybody knows that
2: <laughs> and it's one of those things where
3: we always talk about how if
2: you for example if you win a season but you never see elimination like how does that shake out like, if you can go six seasons and only get put in elimination once. That's
0: some mm-hmm. respect
3: and some fear and some, that's really, some real respect.
1: Let's be honest. Yeah. That's some
3: good performance, too. You know, like it wasn't like yeah. he, you know, just got like, like he's got 35 daily wins and stuff. So it wasn't like he wasn't out there winning for himself. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, to yeah, that's just it's it's impressive.
0: Josh i I know he's it's literally a,
3: almost been to every final, one, two, three, four, five, six seasons, and then two all star seasons, and he's on so eight seasons all together if we're counting them all as one yeah. and he's only he's only missed two finals mm-hmm. that's absolutely insane
0: Josh, I know it's a foregone conclusion, but go ahead
5: you absolutely know he's on my list. He is number one on my list, and I have a true story for you, Jacob. <laughs> I got to sing karaoke with oh, yeah. Mark long in Vegas and we sang boot, scoot and boogie in honor of oh, TJ. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. That's, that's, amazing. that's so Who, who were you both lead in that was one of you lead vocals. No, no, he, backing he, up? He, I, I was back up
5: by oh, far, okay. Um, but no, he started off singing. He's like, I, I'm singing this in honor of my brother, John. And, Halfway through it, he's like, "I need somebody to sing with me," and nobody wanted to go up there, so I went up there.
1: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Way to step yeah. up, love right. it. Right? <laughs> nice I movie will... reference too. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: I will only add because um yeah, it doesn't need to be. It's it's all known things, but the one thing that maybe goes under the radar that I think kind of solid. It doesn't need solidified, but if if for some reason someone was like, "I need it solidified." go back and watch season two, AKA season one and watch how every time they show up to a new daily challenge, which in this, you know, in that iteration, there's new people they're meeting every single time. TJ's not there. No host is there. They're like going and meeting new people and being explained, whatever silly shit they're doing every single time, everyone across the board, not just team road rules, but team road rules and real world. When they walk up, it is Mark. You go talk to this person. You are our ambassador. You are. Yep. We all look to you. We're all following your lead. You're you're in charge around here. You might not be the biggest star of the show. Where you might not be winning everything. You might not. We're not like all trying to hook up with you or anything like. But like you're the leader. Like you're the de facto yes. leader of the show, the cast. And he is that way. His first ever season. He's that way on his season of Road Rules. He's that way on his first season of the challenge. That's why he was then chosen with Eric to host the first ever stationary season, but season right. five, that's why on both battle, of the sexes seasons, he is without a doubt, de facto day one, like no one's allowed to vote Mark out. He's our, he's, he's the president of the fraternity. Um, like he's <laughs> yeah. the guy. And so like, just on that alone, if you took everything, all of his you the contributions away Just the way the way he's revered and respected and looked at by the entire rest of the cast from day one, his first ever season of any reality television to now he like there's a reason he's the godfather. And it's not like because he wanted to be called that or, you know, one person came up with it. it is because literally every person who's ever interacted with him looks to him as the leader of whatever they're working on.
3: Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. My
0: my thing is, is I watched. I watched like kind of like a a behind the scenes where they were talking about when the real world was basically their first pilot of it, how they were trying Mm. to test it out. And it was six people and they put them in a minivan in LA, you know, and they like slept in the minivan. They'd go do like a little game or whatever, where it was like you were chugging milk or you know, whatever it may be. And because of him, that show became a long running series. Because of that, we get the challenge. Without yes. that, there is no challenge. Right. We talk about who has been the most important, who paved the road. There's no fucking path or direction without Mark Long. Exactly. And to me, it's, it's very much without putting a number on it. He is in the George Washington spot, like Jacob said, which is the fact that without him, we're still paying taxes to the British. <laughs> yeah. You know what I Fair. mean? It, yes. And the way I look at it, and I was kind of thinking about this, if you took all the presidents that we've ever had, right, and you put them in a room, who do you think would be the leader of that room? And to me, it's Washington. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, and it, it, the, you could probably make an argument for a few others, but to me, it's Washington. And to me, it's like you said, Mark Long, he's yeah. the ambassador of what the challenge is. Yeah. All right. Since we've gotten through that and we've all agreed, let's get into some interesting ones. Timmy Beggy.
3: Yeah, I have Timmy. I have Timmy on my list, and I will literally fight people who want to try to take him off my list because Timmy is like one of the most loved and just ah. I just he I Timmy is on my list, hundred percent. It's so impactful, so loved by the fans, loved by the cast. It's fun to watch. Great stats, like it's just I, I love Timmy, and he's absolutely on my list. I know I said that like four times, but in case you didn't hear, Timmy is on my list.
4: All right.
0: (laughs) Jacob, is Timmy on your list? On your
4: what?
1: (laughs) He, if we're doing four male, four female, yes, he is on my four males. He is my favorite cast member of all time, without a doubt. It's not close. He's number one. It's not, I can answer that question confidently. And the answer is Timmy Beggy. I think the way in which he if you had to say how he changed the game or what he changed about the show is he proved there was really room for the like fun loving nice guy to be as big of a star as anyone else on it. There had been there been plenty of nice people like good people before timmy timmy wasn't the first person who was right. wasn't a piece of shit or something on the show but as far as like rising to like he is as big a star and as beloved as anyone else and as entertaining as anyone else by being a kind of more wholesome esque, kind of fun loving everyone likes him he's in on all the jokes he's making a lot of the jokes whatnot. Um, Him sitting in his own pee is one of my all time (laughs) favorite moments ever in the history of the show Yes, Um, is just like stuff like that, that he could pull off that. It's like there was some toilet humor, but there was also like some wholesome humor and like just everyone. He was kind of the dad about the cast and everything. And yeah, he's amazing. His speech, uh, his retirement speech Uh, when he unfairly loses on a bullshit, just completely unfair. uh, That's terrible. In in uh, the Inferno three is maybe my favorite moment, uh, or the mo- the moment I've rewatched the most times. Yeah, I'm devastated. In I think so highly of Timmy when he showed up to Challenge Mania Pittsburgh a couple weekends ago. Mm-hmm. I was not there because I was at my brother in law was getting married, oh, and no. I did pose the question to my wife. Not totally serious, but <laughs> I did at least broach the question of how bad would it be if I got on like an 1130 p.m. flight after the wedding so that I could be in Pittsburgh the next day by like noon. <laughs> and she was like, that's, this is a joke, right? I'm like, yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. I'm definitely Total not joke. Gonna, not not actually asking if I could do that. But that's what I think of Timmy that I like saw he was making a public appearance. It was like, can I get out of my brother in law's wedding to watch Timmy on a stage in front of me. So, yeah, he's on my list. It's I been so
3: that. long since we've seen it. And I, there were, like, rumors about him coming on, on All-Stars. I think it was, like, All-Stars 3 or something. But, yeah, I love Timmy. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
5: So, this is where I am with Timmy. Um, cause I didn't know if we were doing, like, people can't be on the same list. Mm. Uh, cause I was like, I'm definitely talking about Timmy next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of hard not to put him on this list, though.
0: Yeah. You putting them on there? Is he in yeah. is, All right. You're I'm going to be him on fucked there. on these next two. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you.
5: Why? Oh,
3: know, you'll, you'll see. One of them you're you're going to be fucked on the next two.
0: Yeah. Because you oh, have four. So yes.
3: Right now? They're no. literally two of your favorites. I know their names. I know who
0: they are. Josh's list right now is DK Darrell, Mark Long, Tim Beggy. I'm willing to bet that changes. Yeah. Tony, oh, is Timmy, is Timmy Beggy on your list?
2: Yeah, because if we don't have Timmy as being as wholesome and fantastic as he is, maybe we don't get Kahada. And oh. I'm not willing to take that bet because um, I fucking love Kahada and Timmy. So, yeah, fight me at BioDomer on Instagram. <laughs>
3: the scene for, like for just talking about Kahada nope. really quick. <laughs> that scene on the island when he's just sitting in the net and everybody's running around freaking out about the bugs and he's just got the net draped over him just sitting there that was literally like always be my favorite Kahata scene like it was so epic
0: <laughs> I love it
3: but I yeah I, I love that yeah
0: okay here we go all
3: right let's get down to these last two so we can do the women
0: I'm gonna go in alphabetical order for these two do it the Miz boom is he on your Mount Rushmore Josh <laughs>
4: By the
2: way, do, Josh, Josh? If, you're keeping, if you're keeping track, you have four. On <laughs> who one.
0: are you are you are gonna, you
2: dropping are
1: you from gonna
0: drop it? Are you gonna drop? It takes miss? a while to
1: carve stone. You can't really erase that. <laughs> so. Good thing we're
0: only an hour in, so there's only a few notches knocking <laughs> that rock so far. So you just
2: had to go to me first. Of course I did.
3: Yeah, is it? Yeah. That's, your, I mean, that's your boy, dude.
2: <laughs> who else are we gonna go to? The gimme gimme's. <laughs> Uh, I hate you
5: right now. Not really. <laughs> Dude.
0: You got DK Durrell, Mark Long, Tim Beggy. Who are you dropping? Because I already know Miz is going on that list. Because you talk about Miz as much as Corey Lay.
3: Yeah, easily. If not Damn. more.
5: Damn. I'm sorry, DK.
3: DK. I, I understand. That's fair. I talk
5: about the Miz all the time. Yeah, you do. And I know it's never going to happen. I'm going
1: mess, to message Derek and be like, hey, when you meet Josh uh, up this weekend, <laughs> just know that he put you on and then took you off. His For mom. Co-sign it For fucking gonna... Miz. For yeah. Miz. It's going to be <laughs> a
2: group chat through, through IG, and
1: we're just going to let him know. From <laughs> both
5: WWE? That's not fair, Jacob. You could use that on both Darrell and DK, since they're both going to be in Seattle. <laughs>
1: You want me to add Darrell to the group chat? Okay, that's fine. no. Yeah. Don't forget about Mark Long. Golden gloves, bud. Oh. Gonna
5: get Mark's robbed. on my list. He's number one. We're good. Mark ain't yeah. going nowhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So you've got the Miz <laughs> on there. <laughs> We're taking <laughs> off DK. Tony, what about you? Do you have the Miz on your list? I do not. All right. What? I, I can respect <laughs> it.
2: I want to know why you don't though because I mean because I have four other people on the list just like, because it's
5: not an answer you need to answer me why he's not on your list uh, it actually
2: is an answer it's just one that no. you don't deem suitable so there's two no. different things there
5: come on let's hear why he's well, not I was, on your list but
2: you talked over me so you missed it <laughs> I guess you'll have to wait till we release this episode
0: <laughs> I'm just going to be quick about this Miz is on my list
2: this is not on my list because I have four other people that when I think back to who are the pillars of the challenge, they're the people I think of before the Miz.
3: Yeah. That's that's fair. And, you know, and and obviously you gave us the, you know, kind of like the the pre-setup for for your list yeah. and how it was gonna differ a little bit from everybody else's. But I, I will absolutely back up Josh. I will back up Jacob's what? And Miz is absolutely on my list. Again, for me, just another one of the most impactful people, one of the most successful careers after the challenge. Um, And then and then, you know, host it like he hosted the what was it? The champs versus one of those weird. We don't say those around here. We don't. We don't like to say well, them. I know but, this is
1: your this is your property, but uh, no, we don't say we don't really talk oh my about ears. Them. My ears, my ears aren't allowed to. But I'm contractually <laughs> obligated to not hear those words into my ears. Um, so chance versus uh, pro
3: stars. So Miz hosted yeah. some uh, some and. spinoffs that we don't talk about. Um, there we go. <laughs> you know, um, but I just even even before his hosting, before his WW, whatever it is um, these days career. Whatever that last letter is e. these days. Is it E still? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they, get I, I, they, the just, they,
0: they dropped it back one. Give it five more years. It'll just be WW.
3: Yeah, something. It'll be, it'll be somewhere like that. But just, yeah, just his character, his energy, his impact, his performance, just literally everything on the show. Like when I think about early days of the challenge, I think about The Miz. Um, so I absolutely have him on, on my list.
0: Jacob, what about yourself?
1: Uh, the Miz has to be on the list. He is on my If you only do two and two male, female, he's on my like true final, final for Rushmore. He has to be on it. He proved the show could be a launching pad for other things. He, along with uh, his partner in crime that will be mentioned during the female portion of this podcast, it took the show by storm. They were the faces of the show for a six season run. The back half of the seasons were really focused on here. He also proved he was the first kind of like he was the alpha male athlete guy that dated all the women on the show. He dated all the women on the show, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) but also like treated the other women nicely and his teams fairly. He was the leader of his team every time like that Mark Long thing of like, We don't have to pick a captain, but you're kind of the captain of this team. Even when we all hate you on the gauntlet, even when we're all like, (laughs) why the fuck are you saving Trishel just because you guys are having sex? (laughs) But like, you're still the captain, so we're going to respect it because we just put him up there. He all across the board. He gave you everything reality star should give you. And he also then, you know, won two out of his four seasons. And yeah, he's 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 got to be on it for sure.
0: Look, I'm gonna be honest, the Miz is so high on this list for me that I almost included Trichelle just because they had sex.
3: He did. He had Trichelle on the list, and I was like, babe.
1: I was like, but the though. <laughs> but the <Come> Miz. <laughs> he brought the off-the-show element of he and Trichelle after dating on the gauntlet go into the uh, inferno. Trochelle goes home first, but then Kendall and Miz can't have a relationship because Ken uh uh, because Trichelle's back in LA talking shit and yep. they're hearing about it on the phone. And it's like, Oh, Ms. Like runs the like reality star circle in LA before we even like knew that that like nowadays we like know that cause they're all on Instagram influencing together and whatnot. But like, that was the thing in the early days and Mark and Miz Were the two people in particular that were like, they were like the go-to people that connected all of the people in the reality TV space out in LA that were all trying to make it in different ways.
0: Agreed. Agreed. All right. So I have one last person on my list. And by reason of deduction, I know that I have a feeling that this person's going to be on Jacob's list as well. (laughs) Um, This person's on mine, and and that's going to be Theo Vaughn. Jacob, did he make your Mount Rushmore?
1: I'm torn on if I'm going to give him my fourth slot again. Uh, My official list was two and two. And then I had a long honorable mention list after that. And because there's one person we haven't mentioned yet that I want that I ride so hard for um, that I almost want to just say is my fourth spot. Uh, (laughs) He has changed the game in a lot of ways. (laughs) Um, uh, No, but Theo probably would get my spot and is definitely anyone who's you basically have to listen to one and a half podcast of the hundreds of podcasts I've done. And you'll probably come across me just finding a way to mention how Theo Vaughn was the original best guy at this show. Um, Yeah. The great Alan Aguirre did had a great tweet uh, the other day about if I forget which season he said, but like, if you stop the challenge on this season, there's an argument that Theo is the best ever. And I'm like, like that unlike like unlike like unlike like like just like i just want to have the feeling of liking this multiple times right Um, and so (laughs) yeah he did a lot he was his character kind of arc was a little was new ish when he did it or kind of a different version of it he definitely brought the comedy and it makes sense where his eventual life and career went um, based on his what he brought to the confessional booth um, which is the yeah. main contribution? The other person that I will mention after Theo uh, is uh, really had, but yeah, Theo loved Theo to death, and yeah, he probably does get my fourth spot if I'm actually really truly trying to do this properly. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, to me, Theo Vaughn, and
0: I know everybody wants to say Miz has the biggest career after the challenge. It's not. It's Theo Vaughn. I'm
1: willing to be. No, Ms. is the- bigger. Miz is way bigger, much bigger. Dude, j- the r- pro wrestling is is way bigger. So than much bigger than stand up comedy.
3: comedy uh, yeah.
1: Theo is yeah a list. They're they're both in the unbelievable. I can't believe you pulled that off. Yeah, uh, and then you have like, like Jamie, Chung incredible success. And, you know, like, I think there's, there's I people. think if you take the
0: numbers of people that who would know who Theo vaughn is over the Miz, just because of his multiple appearances on a podcast that gets over twenty six million downloads. I think yeah, you can a make a real argument. Yeah, a lot of people fucking hate
3: that podcast and hate that guy.
0: Yeah, so. I, I think you can make an argument.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Like, I we don't get know. shit
3: every time we bring him up on here. I get fucking mass maybe, maybe messages. Maybe if you're just
1: purely <laughs> going off of, like, people who know your name, but uh, most metrics, and it, this isn't to, like, bring what Theo's done down by any means, because, again, right. the, the two of them are the one, the shining, like, holy shit, that's the that's the career in life you led after this show? like. Unbelievable. Um, but uh but yeah, the Miz is the Miz has hundreds of millions of dollars. And I forgot that he Miz was doing the wrestling own- and he had his own
0: fucking reality TV series with his wife, and that does put it in a the different Miz spectrum. He's yeah. that whole yeah. television
1: network. He because yeah. he for 10 the last 10 years has been the workhorse of professional wrestling, like on every Monday night Sword? raw, every Friday night, whatever, but then also two nights a week hit Miz and Ms. Um, or whatever the show yeah, is called. That is and, fair. Uh, but either way, either way, they're both. It's unbelievable and is really cool. And I wish both of them talked about it openly and glowingly because one of them doesn't speak ever in any forum about their time yeah. on this show, and it uh, drives Fox. me crazy because I want I want to hear them talk about it so I bad. Know yeah Look, that's, that's
3: oh sorry go uh, ahead i
1: was
0: we're probably saying the same thing that's one of like to me that's like the dream guest that i know we will probably never get
3: no we'll He's never the white get. whale.
1: Him. you guys yeah. caught the first white whale which was ct hats off to you um and the other white whale that exists out there is theo vaughn and i think he is one that's going to Remain a white whale because I don't yeah. think he has any plans to ever speak about his time on reality television again, which is so strange. Because I want to know if there's like some hidden reason, or if he's just like, when I moved on, I moved on, and I don't like want to, I don't know, like want anyone to like think I'm known for that or what. I don't, I don't know. I, there's literally no note. It's not like he got in trouble or did something that would like be shameful or anything. Like he was beloved and amazing, and and most people, if anyone doesn't like him nowadays or like thinks. Something negative of him, you could show them on him him on this show and they would be like, that guy's fucking great. Like, what? How did he, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I think honestly,
3: I think it goes back because somebody has told me before. I can't remember who it was, but they said that, you know, like he had mentioned at one point that like in an interview or something he was doing that he doesn't like talking about his reality, his history on reality TV or on MTV or anything like that. But when he was transitioning off of MTV and trying to, you know, find his 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 career as like a a comedian or whatever, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with Kendall. Right. Where back then, if you wanted a different career away from reality TV, you had to cut yourself off from reality TV, because if you wanted to be an actor or a comedian or anything else in the entertainment industry, it it almost like was a a knock against you to have also been a reality star
1: yeah yeah they're like we don't take you serious
3: yeah I think that's what it is for him like you said like he just doesn't want people associating with reality tv he wants them to when you think of Theo you think of his comedy and his stand-up and you know his podcast and all that but um but yeah he was he was he was amazing and 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 this is this is the one that I struggle on he Theo Von and Eric Nice are my are my slash it's it's Eric Nice or Theo Von, and I it literally just depends on the day, on who I like more. I mean, like, personally, on, like, a personal basis, I like Theo more. But those are my one, that's my one where I was, like, I could be convinced to take Eric Nise off and put Theo Vaughn on.
0: To me, it's, I have to give Theo Vaughn over Eric Nyes and Timmy Beggy. To me, because it's just. Oh, I can't move Timmy Beggy. And, and I'm not saying you should. But Begge. for me, that was the deciding <laughs> factor. Like, because to me, Darrell is. I, I, I can't take Darrell out. The fact that you won four that early, that you had that big of an impact, that now all of a sudden we did start counting winners. And the first thing that was said to Bananas when he won his fifth one was you've just broken Darrell's record. Right? You know what I mean? And that's what everyone was shooting for. So I can't take Darrell off my list for Nyes or Timmy Beggy. And after that, you're telling me I have to take Mark Long or The Miz off. Because yeah. I'm not taking Theo Vaughn off.
3: No, that's, that's totally yeah. fair. Yeah, so that's, just, that's kind of where I'm sitting.
1: Josh, where are you at with Theo? Uh,
5: still in his inbox. Are you
1: erasing another stone name? Stone face?
5: <laughs> no, I'm not. And I was just going to continue on. I, yeah. Uh, we had talked once about coming on the podcast. And then I told him what we talked about. And mm-hmm. then I didn't get an answer. And then we started chatting. And like a week later. Mm-hmm. So now, I, now, I, now it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Theo, Theo's at the very top, but he did not obviously make my list.
0: Yeah. Okay. And hey, Tony, are you making an adjustment or is Theo staying off your list? He's staying off my list. <clears throat> That's no fair. No disrespect to Theo, but I've got my four. I got you. Now, Jacob, you said there was one other person you wanted to mention.
1: Uh, Yeah. Three, but really one. Just I just want the names Adam King and Abram Brosey to be said on this podcast because they deserve <laughs> to be said. I'm sorry if anyone's offended by one of those two names that does sometimes offend people. Uh, but the main one that I did when expanding the mail list to four really think about is Dan Renzi, who oh, goes shit. under the radar and doesn't isn't going to be on the list because not that many people would think of his name, but. When you if you go back and Mm rewatch the first nine seasons, as I've done a couple times recently, he stands out in a big way on when I do my rewatch episodes. One of the awards, the only award that's named for someone is I give out the Dan Renzi confessional king or queen of the season award for every full season because he is the original confessional king that on season four extreme challenge totally changed their perspective of. They did confessional style stuff before, but it was very limited. There wasn't a lot to it. There wasn't a lot of expectations of it. And then on season four, it was suddenly like Dan is has like double the confessionals of everyone else because they're like, oh, this guy's fucking good. Like, this is so entertaining. He's got such good commentary on this. He narrates. He makes jokes, the whole thing. And he like that changed the show. And when we think of the show now, and even some people that detractors of the show, like recently, you know, the Tysons of the world on challenge USA talk about like, all oh, this shows like not interesting. Cause it's all about just like having like the witty comment. Like the only thing they care about is a little quip and confessional. And it's like, yeah, that's like the end result of the pendulum swing that started way back in season four with Dan Renzi of being like, this is where we're at. The entertainment can be had is sitting down, in discussing everything that happened or narrating everything that happened. And so him on season four and then him on bow, the sexes and inferno Two, all three of them. Again, he doesn't deserve to be in the top four because not enough people would even like necessarily recognize the name or think of it. But because confessionals are such a massive part of the, of the show. And he is really the one that pioneered being entertaining and that avenue. And I just I loved all three of his seasons. I absolutely loved. And uh he also wouldn't be known as much to fans. Um, but I'm, maybe one day we'll have him on the pod and talk to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys haven't talked to him, right? I don't think he's been no, on any no other shows, but I've messaged with him a bunch back when I was doing my rewatch, and one thing he said that was really eye-opening, and I know he wasn't the only one, was He loved, loved, loved season four and the experience when it was still road rule style, like traveling around in the live audiences and all that. And then when he came back for Battle of the Sexes, he actively was like, this isn't nearly as fun. I don't want to be stuck in one place with these people um, and everything else. And so he there was also kind of that transition where he was one of the many that were kind of like, this isn't the same thing and plenty of people are going to think this is the new coolest possible thing version of this but like it's not to me like i was in a winnebago once upon a time and that was really cool and way different we got to explore and whatever so shout out to Dan Renzi. you you almost made my list out of just sheer respect and love um but you at least made a long monologue by me so that's <laughs> something Well,
3: to be to be fair, we actually did have Dan Renzi on our original like list of people we were going to talk about. Um, And then we just had so many names we were going through, eliminating. And I was like, look, Dan's not going to be on my list. He's not going to be on your list. I go, honestly, probably the only person who's going to bring him up is going to be historian. And so we can just kind of leave that in his lap. And then, of course, that's the person you bring up. I was like, I knew it. So I'm actually glad you brought him up because we did have him on our list. It was just kind of those. Looking at the other names, I was like, he's just not going to make the list in comparison with people like Mark, Eric, Knight, you know, Theo Von, Miz and stuff like that. It's just kind of like, mm. so we took him off the list, but I am glad you brought it I up.
0: think if he was as memorable as Theo Vaughn, we'd be having a very different yes. discussion
3: right now. Yeah.
1: The one other thing I do need to say, because it is extremely important, is the other part of it is the representation part. I don't know for a fact if he was the first gay man on the challenge, but he was definitely represented that to a lot of people and was outwardly, you know, open about that to the point of then when Shane, who we mentioned earlier on Dan's second season, battle of the sexes, it was a big storyline that uh, I forget who it was on that season. There was Shane and another person on that season and Shane was much more comfortable and had went through the kind of process of being out Mm -hmm. on his road rule season and spoke to Dan about like, it mattered a lot that I like saw you and it mattered coming into the show that like i had seen you on the challenge before. And, uh, and they both, I forget who the third person was, but kind of helped that other person, like, you know, kind of be an example and everything. And so all that obviously matters in a, really really big way within the show and society at large and everything so absolutely um, he had that to also add to the list I agree yeah I love that and uh,
0: you know that's the tough part about this is when we were doing this list like Karina said we had 30 names and a lot of the people you just mentioned like Abram and Adam
3: Adam King
0: Abram they were all on there but unfortunately we had to kind of dwindle them down just like unfortunately we're gonna have to step away for this ad Hey everyone, thank you so much for sticking through that ad. Okay, so we've gotten the men's narrowed down. We'll try to narrow it down a little bit more, but we've got a base idea. Let's hop into the women's. Let's break down the, the fucking OGs that built the path for the women's side. And I'm going to start off this list with Jody Weatherton. Now, I'm going to say this about Jody real quick, just out of pure respect. To me, she's more influential in a little bit later seasons yeah. once we get into the duel. And it just falls a little bit outside of the qualifications for me.
3: I, I do agree with that because I do see her as as, you know, kind of influential and kind of setting that path of like Yeah, I mean, she was the first solo female winner on the duel, like you said, you know, next to Wes and everything. Um and I feel like for me, Jody was kind of like a, a Timmy baggy, right? Because is she was just this sweet, innocent girl, um, you know, but I loved her, but she's not on my list, but I, I absolutely, I loved Jody back then. I love her now, um, but she just doesn't make my pillars.
0: Anybody disagree? Have anything they want
2: to add real quick? She is list adjacent. She is 4B.
3: She's, oh. That's fair.
2: She's, that's she's up there, but I, I, I'm not. I adore Jody.
3: Yeah.
5: Y'all leave my first crush alone. Right. <laughs> oh, my, I'm going to
1: be Ooh, DK, real. You took
2: him off your list.
1: <laughs> yeah, what? we remember we car we smoothed over the stone to get rid of him, and then we DM'd him about uh, it.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm gonna be honest. Why am I on tonight?
2: Yeah, I don't know, you showed up.
0: My first crush is on this list, and I can guarantee she's on most people's list. And she's you know, at least easy. we
5: talked about my first crush first. So so,
3: right? There you go.
0: I do like oh, it. Oh my god. <laughs>
3: I I actually I do like that Jody was your first challenge crush. I think that's super I we so I told you that too. I do I remember you telling her that and I I love it. She's so sweet. So Jacob is Jody on your list? No.
1: Um if I was trying to think of a reason to, to claim to fame of like first to do this or that, I'm I was trying to look back over the list was she the first overly paranoid player? that was like known or edited to be like a little paranoid about the game, whether that was real or just the edit that she got, but she might've been the first person that got that edit. I'm I'm not seeing anyone else stands out, but no, um, you know, love Jody as well, but, uh, first female winner, but that's a kind of a different category than what I'm going for here.
3: Right, right, right.
1: Agreed. All right.
0: Katie Doyle. Is she in your, you know, Founding mothers of the challenge.
3: <laughs> mother. I was going to say, I don't know if I could say mother, because I think Katie's like the same like age as me, almost. Like, she's not that much older than us, but it, it, for me, per- I don't personally have Katie on my pillars list, but I will say that she was absolutely 1,000% one of my favorite, like, personal players just because, you know, and I think we kind of touched on this earlier. She, for me, was one of those women that was not afraid to fight back against the asshole dudes in the house, the, you know, mean girl, like bully mentality that would go on with some of the women. Um, you know, she was not afraid to stand up to that. She wasn't afraid to be a little crazy and a little wild. Um, so I, I do appreciate her and I loved watching her. I always find her entertaining, um, but I just, I don't have her on my Pillars.
0: Yeah. Hot take. She'll be listed next week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: with the plunger? Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> she's getting she's getting listed next week. Let's be real. Jacob, uh, does she make your list uh, for OG Pillars?
1: Yes. Absolutely. Ooh. When we, again, doing four and also, again, with the caveat of if I expanded it beyond our kind of parameters of only early people, she would be Just missed the cut, but under current parameters, she is solidly on there. I mean, she smoked multiple cigarettes during an elimination that she won. God, she she did. I forgot forgot about that. Not she didn't smoke a cigarette. She smoked like a lot of cigarettes in one elimination that she won. She was is some people got in verbal arguments prior to Katie coming around, but they didn't get in arguments like Katie did until Katie came around, and then they attempted to have that entertaining of arguments after Katie, um, she definitely as the show was kind of the phase of, as the show got a little more athletic or just a little bit more, there's more Rachel Robinson's around these parts. It was still Katie being like, fuck all of you for <laughs> thinking I'm the worst player. Um, I'm going to stick around to the end or the other team's going to save me over and over because of the format of the game or whatever. And was kind of the face of that. And in a lot of ways, she really defined the early, the early run she did five out of six seasons she debuted on the gauntlet on season seven and did five of those next six seasons up to fresh meat and was definitely just yeah she's on my list for sure that's a really good
3: argument you yeah. might have you might have changed my list we'll see how the rest of the conversation maybe a former
1: it. smoker who still thinks cigarettes are awesome even though i don't touch them <laughs> ever in my life so that also you know there's likewise plays a part
0: so is katie on your list
2: tony katie is like right below my list because you can look at the entirety of every single person who has been on the challenge nobody swears like katie does nobody 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 has that the eloquence and the potty mouth simultaneously
3: when she says fucking bitch like it is like nobody in the world has ever said that phrase before. Ever. When like she, nobody when she says broke it her like her face? 80. Twice? <laughs> yeah.
2: Like when she came back to All Stars and broke her face again. <laughs> and she was just so pissed.
3: I hit my face in, again, you assholes. <laughs>
2: in that moment I was like, I will ride for Katie to the end of time.
0: she's one of my favorites i just i I don't know if i can put her on this list but i do acknowledge the fact yeah i do acknowledge the fact that without katie there's no paula yeah in my opinion because that's
3: a character yeah
0: yeah to me it's a very similar archetype yeah but fuck i don't know josh is katie on your list
5: unfortunately she is not but she's had some amazing memorable moments that you will never forget
2: yes Facts. Yeah. entertainment i mean for you sure. only got two people on your list you can add her
5: <laughs> oh no i already filled it out <laughs> yeah Derek's on there twice brother yeah <laughs> all right yeah put dk on the women's side
0: <laughs> all right next one up jamie chung <sighs> nah.
3: nah nah i don't i don't have her props to what she was able to you know turn her reality tv um stint and the career she was able to convert that into major major props for her but i just don't ever really feel like she stood out on the show
0: you, you know what hey to me she is more well known for being chi chi yes but facts. shout shouts to jamie chung
4: yeah facts
0: jacob are you are you thinking or you got i've comment? got i've
1: got nothing i've got nothing, you got <laughs> nothing? <All right. laughs>
5: I, we're fucking pushing Game it is cool.
1: he's over there trying to finish his list too no I was actually trying to find her on the list of all of the I forget which season she debuted on I uh, think it's like nine, 9 or 10.
3: 10 something like that It might
1: you scroll through be hundreds of games over and over and over you're just like oh I guess they all kind of look the same at this
3: point, they all, but, they're uh, all the same
1: <laughs>
0: alright I'm going to keep it pushing though
3: yeah, I was going to say, um, it, so yeah. The
0: next one, uh, look, I'm, I'm interested because I know you want to make an argument for this, Karina, Sarah Grayson. Yeah. She's not on my list. She's on a different list that we've talked about. Damn, okay. But. So
3: here, here's my argument. Okay. And, and I'm not sold on Sarah, like on my list. I literally have three people written into my four spot. Sarah Grayson is one of them. Um, but I'm, I'm already fully aware that she's most likely going to drop off my list. But here's my argument for Sarah. And it's the only argument that I have. You know, she obviously, you know, has that record for the most eliminations won in a single season. And still to this day, people are trying to beat that record. Like, to me, that is fucking it's almost like the Dural thing, right? It's massive to me. So. I don't know if I could necessarily say that she had like an, an early impact or anything like that. You know, obviously she didn't have like a major fan base that brought a bunch of fans to the challenge or anything like that. But I feel like what she was able to accomplish, it it's carried on for like 20 years now. And to me, that's super impressive, super impactful when you look at the long term. So that's that's my argument for Sarah Grayson. But I do understand her like not being on the official like list at the end of it. But for me, it's just super impressive that people are still trying to beat that record. We're still talking about it to this day, you know, so.
1: Record is tied. She's the only one to win five and win the season. Right. Um, which is so she kind of wins the tiebreaker. I will say she has there's no more impactful one and done season ever, but it is still one and done. Yeah. And so it's a good thing to be able to say that she does not rise to the top four because there thankfully is plenty of other folks who, uh, who rise to that. It would be, it would probably not be a good thing, regardless of how crazy her one season was. If she was in my end top four, it would kind of say something about, you know, the rest of the people that there has been and out of the hundreds, but certainly we'll give her the credit for a single season, what she did as the face of eliminations, the first season they ever came about as the first ever kind of like, I don't know what what words you want to put on it, but the the person on the team, everyone didn't want there and didn't like and didn't vibe with. They didn't think was good at it. They didn't they didn't think all the things she was a complete outcast and to stick around and win and, you know, be have that kind of story and everything. So as impactful as one season could ever have been, there's no you couldn't write something more impactful in one season, but it is still one season. And so worth mentioning, but isn't going to come near my top four. Yeah, agreed. Katie would curse me to the high heavens if I tried to put <laughs> tried to put someone who did one season on the same, you Above know, the her. same <laughs> top level as where I've just put Katie. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you guys agree, disagree.
5: Uh, yeah, she's she's not on my list. She's amazing. Um, her record is the tied record, but still. Ain't saying nothing different for me.
2: Um, she's she's not on my list, but I would like to say that She is the epitome of the difference between the challenge and survivor. Mm. Where you've got somebody that the other players weren't necessarily a fan of. They kept trying to get her out. But that's the difference is you can say that you want to get somebody out on the challenge. But then somebody has to take them out.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: And that's where like that's what I like about the challenge: is If I have somebody who I really like. Who then everybody else doesn't like because they're a threat, they still have to get them out. Part of why Horacio made it to the final. Mm-hmm. So she's not on my list, but she is a very honorable mention.
0: I her. love it. How about Holly Shand? I
1: mean, Sarah Rice before Sarah Rice? Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Sarah Rice before Sarah it Rice. It might be the
1: same person. I don't know. Still, <laughs> I was going to say, while she was like That Sarah Rice and gave her a hug. And in my mind, I was like, I. I don't have the courage to ask you, but I think that you actually changed your name at one point and you actually are Holly Shan. Right. (laughs) It's probably why I like Holly and why I like Sarah
0: Rice. Yeah. Same time, but not on my list.
3: So for me, I actually do have Holly on my list in my number four spot. um, And she has now gotten a little slash next to her name with Katie's name next to that. So that's where I'm sitting with Holly Shan. I absolutely love her. I definitely think she was a huge part of the early part of the challenge. Fans loved her, Um, you know, cast either loved her or didn't love her, Um, you know, but she had kind of, she definitely made an impact, at least in my mind. Um, But she is the one I am now questioning, potentially replacing (laughs) with Katie because of what Jacob said. I'm like, dang, you got me convinced. But as of right now, Holly Shand is on my list. I do respect her. I do see her as an impactful, like kind of pillar of the, of the early part of the game.
4: Okay.
0: Anybody else?
1: I do impeccable not taste. I know they don't get to pick what seasons they're on. It's luck of the casting call, but if you were to view it through, like, you know, like a, in a, the way you would like an actor or whatever, like if they did get to choose um, Holly, impeccable taste challenge, 2000 battle of the seasons. Yeah. In Inferno. All three A seasons, amazing casts. And yeah, so uh she was there for seasons I adore and love and I really like her, but didn't stand out to me as like affecting what the what the show necessarily was.
4: That's fair.
0: Okay. Concur. All right. This one's a little bit different. Uh probably part of one of the most controversial but most memorable moments and that's going to be uh julie julie stouffer (laughs) is she in your pillars i mean that that move is in my like all-time greatest moves i've ever (laughs) seen on the show but she's not she's not on my she's not there she's just not there
3: look yeah if we're talking about just like legendary moments of the challenge julie is definitely up there for me for the women. Um, just for that one, that one daily with Veronica. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> still makes me giggle. Um, but <laughs> she's not on my top four. But man, major props to Julie, man, because that was savage. <laughs> it was.
0: It was really good. What do you guys say, Jacob?
1: It. Uh, she did not. Although she is the first person that's been mentioned that on either male or female. Of, like, oh, that was a big mistake that I didn't have her on my like longer list. Um, just a complete oversight and error. Obviously, yeah, the moment with Veronica, but then also the fact that her and Coral were massive rivalry, and uh, you know, Coral's most famous line is because Julie wanted to fight her out on the lawn and send CT to to deliver that message. And the part that is forgotten about that because they don't show it. Until the reunion back when the reunions were cool and entertaining and they showed all kinds of behind the scenes shit is not only did Julie challenge the one and only Coral to a fight leading to that quote Julie later that night pissed on Coral's bed and got away with it because it was so out of left field (laughs) and so fucking funny that Coral's only reaction was ct or dave can like can you read did you see it can you reenact it for me like i want to like how did she stand like this is yeah. fucking crazy and that clip that they show on that reunion is one of my five favorite clips of all time in challenge history of coral being like ct like show me how did she stand? Did she put one leg up? Did she sit? Did like, she what are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah, it is just like I mean, you peed on Coral's yep. bed and got away with it. That's all that needs to be said about you as a person. Yeah. Um. So I, she should have been on my list and as an omission, but uh, does not crack the top four.
0: Yeah. All right, Tony. Same for you or different?
1: No,
2: <clears throat> same. Like, uh, not in top four. Um, appreciate her contributions. <laughs> To the canon of the show.
1: Also the only person to ever get kicked out of college because they went on the real world and then the yes. challenge. You got yes. kicked out of BYU for going on the challenge. So that's something. Which is also why I wanted Tony uh, Sammy from recent Survivor season. Yes. I was dying to have him get the immediate invite to Challenge USA to see if BYU would have kicked out their second student. No. For, that would be amazing. And, but I think he's going to graduate now before that possibility Lame. can come around again.
3: I just thought of another like super legendary Julie moment. And again, this is just reiterating that I'm going to be bringing Julie up next week in our most entertaining, but that, that daily, I can't remember what season it was on, but where they had to, they had to ride the little oh, bike fuck, yeah. down the wooden path. And she tries to go <laughs> down the straight. For the, little- the, the path to God is straight and narrow. The path to God is straight and narrow. And then just bloop, falls over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Barely makes it onto the, the balance beam. And her team, like, needs her in the moment. and They're all like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Just go the easy route. Like, (laughs) if you do it, we win. And she's like, nah, dog. I got this. (laughs) Jesus, take the wheel, baby. Let's go.
3: Don't believe (laughs) me.
1: Just watch. Yeah,
3: so, yeah, I'm sure that Julie will be brought up next week, but, yeah.
0: Okay, so this one's starting to get a little spicy now. Mm. Susie Meister, is she on your list of... Pillars. Man. man. I'm mean, wait, wait, I'm going yeah, Tony first. I was first. gonna say go
3: Tony first.
0: Yes. I I assume so. <laughs> <That> was <easy. laughs> she was close for the last Mount Rushmore we did. <laughs> I assume she was gonna make this one. Uh Tony, why is she on your Mount Rushmore, please?
2: Because she's Susie Meister. When I think and <laughs> it's when I think back to the OG challenge, when I think back to what started it, who are the people that I think of? And Susie is one of those people. I mean, she did what was it? It was four seasons, four finals, two wins. That, in and of itself, is why she was in contention for the Rushmore conversation when we did that. She's also
3: undefeated in eliminations, too. Exactly.
2: So, plus, she's like, she's a great addition to the show. And she sort of paved the way for a lot of the archetypes that you see now. So, for me, like, she is a definite. Nice. Which I, is I can, shocking to no one.
4: Yeah, no, I not.
0: figured
3: you'd have Susie. <laughs> yeah,
0: and look, Susie's high, really high on my list. She's and super
3: high on my list.
0: If there wasn't a couple that I'm going to say for last, she would be on there, and it's the same for the next woman I'm going to bring up after Susie. But
3: um, I, I concur with what you said. She's she's not on my top four, but she's literally just like right there, and I love Susie, and I you know, but she just. Didn't quite make the cut for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jacob, where are you at on this one?
1: A first ever replacement. So that's uh, something that literally changed how they did things. Uh, That's true. You know, brought in for Ayana. And she was her contributions were slightly outside of the zone. We were like trying to stick to a little bit, which is why I wasn't even planning on mentioning her, even though she was on my list from the podcast I did a few weeks past on the same topic. Uh, love Susie to death. Uh, she's a wonderful person. Everyone should listen to her and Sarah's current podcast because she remains a wonderful person. Yeah, and lots of contributions. But um, is is on my list when broadening the the time span here a little bit. But it doesn't really come in serious competition with my top four. Yeah,
0: agreed. If we yeah. were going like first fifteen seasons, they would be different. It'd yeah. be a different conversation. But yeah, because the- her on
1: the ruins. And Inferno 3, she was a much more like kind of one of the two to three main top line stars of those seasons. Yeah. Right. Versus Gauntlet 2, she's a little more a background secondary character. And certainly because she comes in two thirds of the way through on Extreme Challenge, she's right. uh, lovely and wonderful. But, you know, isn't isn't one of the most memorable people there because she's only there for a third of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. agree. Josh, what do you say?
1: She's right outside my top four. Yeah. And I
0: think we're all kind
5: of right there on that. It's, yeah. Except it, for Tony. It, it,
0: yeah. Yeah. Tony's got her. Yeah. Tony <laughs> does have her, but I know that she's right there, right? Like, if I've got two people in front of her, basically, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Anyways.
2: Well, and let's, the other thing, too, like, just to kind of reiterate how my list came about, like, yes, yeah, she came in like two thirds of the way through, or she was sort of a, part of the group rather than a standout. But for me, going back, she's one looking for. Right. So then she stands out beyond some of the other people that would stand out for people who watched it like chronologically.
3: Live, yeah. Well not live, but you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> we already talked when about it, the live when thing. it aired. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Next one on the list since it was her name was brought up and To me, this might be, this is like top three most famous lines delivered by anyone on the challenge. Yeah. And it's going to be Ayana, And she slept in her fucking uniform last night.
3: Yeah, she did. And And you all should, okay? Sleep in your uniform.
0: And if she had one more memorable line or two more that really stuck out in the Pantheon or she did a few more seasons, I probably would have her in there. But unfortunately, she's not. We're talking about all-time favorite people on fucking road rules. She's on that list.
3: Her <laughs> road rules was great. Yeah.
0: Her and Veronica stuck on a boat together is top-notch entertainment. It was amazing. <laughs> You're going to tell me you didn't steal my paper.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That, that whole thing was, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Does anybody have Ayana on their
5: list? Edge.
3: Yeah. I don't, but major props to her. Yeah. Major props to her on like entertainment side, um, you know, heart and stuff like that, but doesn't really make the cut for for my top four. Does deserve her,
1: I guess, I don't know what the proper word, altercation, I guess would be the most appropriate word. Uh, how she eventually got kicked off of extreme challenge. Right. was definitely a seminal moment for the show. And one of the early moments. She was on the two. She was there in a major part of one of the two big moments where Justin Booth himself in his early days literally had to come on camera and be like, we don't know what to do in this scenario. We didn't think we didn't think all of these 100 things through, such as, (laughs) uh, you know, a, a member coming on the Winnebago at three in the morning drunk and maybe or maybe not using a racial slur, maybe or maybe not. Whatever the validity like with a friend and like in a you know, whatever the context. And then the other person may or may not have punched him in the face multiple times or whatever, and like, now what the fuck do we do? And so that was like a big seminal moment and is basically an entire episode. Like the episodes are only 30 minutes back then, but it's basically an entire episode. Is do we what do we do now between Ayana and Christian? And uh is definitely, you know, a monumental kind of thing where they started to begin to make the rules that they probably should have had in place in the beginning of like, what do we allow and not allow? What's too far? What's not? Um, yeah, and, I guess uh, that's super so impactful. Shout yeah. out to her for being a part of that and for not deserving to go home. I say that she shouldn't have went home yeah. uh, during all of that, but, uh, in a weird way, I'm glad she did. Cause then we got Susie. So that's good. But I think we would have got Susie anyway. Hey, so. hey,
5: hey, Jacob, just to keep this going. Um, do you have to go? Because Fessy just started
1: a live video on Instagram. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> I'll mute myself while I watch. Right. <laughs> Wait, was that real, though? Because what yeah, if I could go really live it. with yes, him that's real at the same time? All right, if I'm going to join and see if it'll add me. Dude, make it happen. He right? doesn't know who I am, but uh, we'll see. Oh, he's about no. to. He's gonna he doesn't know today. who the leader of his fan club is. It's ridiculous. Yeah, wow. That's not okay. I, I always thought it was Fessy.
0: Have you seen his college highlight tape?
3: Oh
4: my God.
0: That's the pillar of the challenge
1: right there.
3: You're such a fool.
1: Uh, Zach Nichols did it first. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) He did. He got closer to being drafted too. Marlon did it better.
0: All right, Ruthie, she on your list? She is the one that is ahead of Susie for me. Mm. She's not on my list, but she's that one spot ahead of Susie. So I'm just putting that out there. She's, eh. if I could factor in her, her season on real world, it would be a different story, but that's outside (laughs) of the parameters. So I can't do that. That's true.
3: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't at this moment right now, I don't have Ruthie on my list. She was a great competitor and she was fun to watch for the most part, but I don't know. There was just never anything that like super like stuck out to me about her other than that you know, obviously, you know, the representation part and, you know, her, her being kind of like physically dominant and stuff like that. But as far as like impacting the game, impacting the challenge fans, impacting the challengers in the, in the game, I just, I don't have her on my list in comparison to the other people that I do have on my list.
0: Agreed.
1: Deserves to be on the list. Didn't, wasn't in contention for my fourth spot, which is the only spot I've got available, but shout out because she was in my estimation I gave her the MVP of bow the sexes one of my least favorite seasons but she was a bright spot and was the MVP of that season
3: pretty massive yeah
1: definitively yeah,
0: yeah. if if this was a five uh, if Mount Rushmore had five it, Ruthie would be on my list is kind of where I have her fair I like it is
2: she on your yep. list Josh no sir all right she's a total badass and I enjoy yeah. any opportunity to see her on the show either Rewatching old seasons or all stars,
4: mm-hmm. but
2: not quite in my top four.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So you're gonna see a little bit of trend in the next you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna break that up actually. Let's wait one more round. This person is still current, but has been on the show since the parameters that we set, which was the first ten seasons. I'm having a really hard time trying to make an argument not to put her in my list, but I wanna hear what you guys have to say with Anisa.
5: Ooh. Hasn't won. No. Yeah,
0: she, neither is no. w- some of these other women. We're going to. Uh, I'm just listed. saying,
5: that's the only reason that I can come up with for not putting her on my list is the fact yeah. that she didn't win early on. But, you know, she's part of the memorable moments.
3: I don't need a gauntlet, bitch. I will cut you with words. God, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> that's so epic. You,
0: I have one person in front of her that is just better with words. And yeah. that's the only
5: problem. Yeah. Y- yeah. Fair enough.
1: This is tough. I I don't know if I'm going to ultimately pick a fourth person. I have two still to name here that are the <laughs> obvious, literally written in stone, two yeah. plus Katie. And I don't know if I could pick between the three or four people that I have competing for the fourth spot. Anissa is one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when looking at the timeline, again, with our kind of parameters, I look at her first two seasons was a little less uh, on Battle Sexes one and two and much more the gauntlet and then the dual Inferno three and dual yes. two, she was yeah. much more kind of a big story. And then yeah. rivals as well as the one, uh you know, the one same sex couple on rivals that was always, or not on rivals on X's. I mean, on uh, 22, that was an interesting experiment they tried, but a lot of in that relationship actually went back to the earlier seasons, but we didn't see it. Which was the other interesting kind of weird part of like, there was a lot more going on with her and other big name cast members like Rachel's of the world that we didn't see or find out about until a long ways down the road when they started to tell those stories. So she's in my little group of I think I've got three people that I'm trying to decide between to if I want to actually pick the who gets the fourth spot for me on the women. And she's in that group of three Um, And if we expanded the timeline out a little bit, I think she would probably have the best argument for that spot.
3: Yeah, I I have to agree with that because she that's that's how my fourth spot is. I have three names that I'm considering for my fourth spot. One of them is Anissa. If it was expanded out a little bit, it'd be really hard not to it'd be really hard to argue her as not a pillar but as of right now, it's just kind of like on that cusp and I will be deciding who's going to sit in my fourth spot when we're done with the um, discussions. But as of right now, she's just kind of right there in that mix of three for me.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Based on how my list is made up, I, my brain can't process her being one of the pillars because she was on the first season that I watched, which was 35. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um as like and, and cup of noodles too. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's clearly the biggest moment. So it's hard to then justify it going backwards. But right. no, like in all honesty, like I, I will always root for Anissa. Yeah. And I will always ride for Anisa, no matter what, when she's on a season. But for whatever reason, I don't <clears throat> I don't view her as one of the pillars because she's still so current. And she's so ingrained in part of the main cast right now that yeah. I find it hard to separate her from the rest of this crew to put her with the crew that we're talking about now. I I, I agree. I it's
3: think it's kind of like CTE it's or a CT West. argument. Bananas. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. It's
2: yeah,
0: it's just slightly outside the parameters. All right. Yeah, I agree. Now we're gonna get a little bit of a a trend going here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Is Gisella? On your
3: Mount Rushmore? No. Okay, good. She's not. Even she's
0: not. But she's involved with a group of people that might be.
3: <laughs> is Tina
0: on your Mount Rushmore? Ooh.
2: Yes.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, like this is where it's going to get spicy. <laughs> like, that's where I'm saying, like, ho- hope y'all were ready. So Tina's on Tony's.
5: Yeah. Josh, man.
0: is Tina on yours?
5: Yes. The challenge fairy godmother is on my list.
0: I I was hoping so. (laughs) Because you tell her. Jacob.
1: I
5: would tell her.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Is (laughs) Tina on your Mount Rushmore?
1: He is in the group of three vying for the fourth spot, and she is the one I'm leaning towards. Mostly, I don't have the argument to back up why I'm leaning her over Anissa or the third yet to be mentioned. Person that's battling it out other than i like tina the most and just adore tina in every facet and really hope that would if if twitter goes away and there's a new twitter that she's also there or wherever
4: <laughs> places tina. where
1: tina's thoughts can go because i love tina's thoughts um hashtag tina's thoughts <laughs>
4: <Yes>.
1: <laughs> and uh yeah she but Yeah, I I don't I think I'm going to end this by not picking uh, a person, a person for the fourth spot on the female (laughs) side. We'll see once all three of them mentioned if I can, if I can do it. But Tina is probably leading for that fourth spot. She's amazing. She did a big the two. Two people that are locks for me that we haven't talked about yet. One of the main reasons was what they did for, as we referenced at the very beginning of this, what they kind of did for women on the show when they weren't being treated the same by production. And Tina was certainly a part of that from both the production standpoint and how she stood up to other cast members. She had many memorable moments, one of them with the aforementioned favorite uh, of mine, Dan Renzi, where the two of them went back and forth on the inferno of like, this is a women's elimination and y'all didn't give a fuck. During the daily challenge. So we do not need to hear your opinions right now. And then, you know, Dan coming back with the next time, like, well, this is a men's elimination. So we don't need to hear your fucking opinions now or whatever. (laughs) And I just had like a great back and forth. But Tina had that with everyone. She stood up for herself. She did all facets of the game really well. So, yeah, she's probably the leader of my little three pack that I'm trying to pick between for that final spot. I I concur. I'm having a hard time with this four spot, but we'll
0: we'll get it figured out by the end of the night. Mm -hmm. Um, I have uh,
2: have a quick side note. Even if Tina does not make the eventual pillars, which she should, I would like to see Tina on season two of the traitors. Yes. So I must just be on my
3: own little island over here because I could not fucking stand Tina back in the day. I love her now. (laughs) Since she's come back on all stars and like this new Tina on Twitter. I am here for her, but I could not stand her bully ass early on in the season. So I don't have Tina anywhere near my top four for positive impact and progression of the game. But uh, I, I, I presume that maybe I'm just letting my personal feelings because everybody else here has her. So maybe it's just my personal feelings. I just don't personally have her. But I do respect the growth and her like character arc from how she used to be early on to who she is now is yeah. like literally fucking night and day and i think she is such an incredible like she's grown to be such an incredible beautiful funny person um i just it's it's hard for me to like give her like super recognition for the type of nasty shit that she would sometimes pull in those earlier seasons against the other girls you know and and, and i'm a woman so it's hard for me to be like to see like that like woman on woman Crap, and then be like, Yeah, you were one of the best, you know, and it's just hard for me. But again, I may be being biased though.
1: That's what's so interesting about the position that a lot of them were in the like kind of unfortunate and unfair position they were in. Of that, Tina had moments of like standing up for the women of the team or for herself as a woman in a situation where the gender dynamics were at play, but also then the flip side of that of like one way they could do it. Yes. Get the camera time or whatnot, and kind of fall prey to the thing they were trying to rally against was then that she was definitely a bit of a bully to others, or her right. and her friends. At least one, if not multiple of which, <laughs> will still be mentioned on the end of this podcast. Definitely yeah. did their own. You know, there's a reason that a group of them are called the Mean Girls. Uh, it's you know for a reason. And the other one, just yeah, again, I I love this person to death, but just because it it goes under the radar. And uh, is really sneaky. But the aforementioned Susie Meister was also one that if you go yes. back and watch one season in particular, it um, was nasty. There, there was more than one group of mean girls in the history of the challenge. But again, it was kind of born out of like unfair and shitty circumstances where it's like we're getting treated like shit. And, you know, like I can't do it. a natural thing to do. in that is like, like can I gain power anywhere? And, uh, and so I don't I don't blame them for for. You know, ended up in the bullying position they were, but it did it did kind of work both ways for them.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: I mean, obviously, both have completely grown and changed, but I think both of them have also spoke out in relation to two out of two out of three
3: have verbally and and publicly apologized. There is one that has not and will not and continues to stand by her actions and I'm so mad because I'm going to have to put her on my goddamn list.
2: But I said I said both. <laughs> that means, well, I
3: mean, I know I'm just talking about the full group of of the of the three. But um, well, let's we'll let's get on. To let's it. go. <laughs> let's go. Well, They all picked
1: on the same person, even outside of those three, because um, when referencing the Susie thing, it was still the same person. It was still that the same on person again who was on my list, by the way. Not on my official final list, but is in the mentioning. I don't know if that we'll she was
3: on on the list of people to bring up, and it just was unfortunately one of those ones we eliminated because it was like we just kind of figured nobody would have her on the final list. But
1: well, it's not too fun to talk about, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the other down thing. a it bad was... path, just like the other two gentlemen
0: that are involved in that story.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, just like we could have had a really fair argument for Voldemort if she wasn't a piece of shit. <laughs> For the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You know (laughs) what I mean? So uh but but that fucking case. That's gonna
3: stick forever. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, anyways, let's get off of the story of of Harry Potter's greatest villain and get back to the challenge. JK Rowling? I like it. Ooh. Anyways, Rachel Robinson. Is she on your Mount Rushmore?
4: Yes. 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 Yes.
1: She's the third of my three people buying for the fourth spot. and I don't think I give it to, I think I give it to Tina over Rachel.
3: <gasps> really? Um, oh, I'm shocked. Oh, I got to hear this.
1: Because the main thing Rachel has is everyone would think of her as like the OG female athlete, the way we kind of think of like an Alton or a Landon or even a CT is like the OG male athlete. But uh, we didn't totally think that about Rachel until she came on the dual 2 season 17 and whooped everyone's ass. Yeah, and she prior didn't. to that, there was a young woman by the name of Evelyn, who was also around at the same time. And um, there was also a woman by the name of Kellyanne who beat Rachel and others in head-to-head stuff on yeah. the island before that duel too. And again, those are even kind of outside the parameter of the seasons we were really focused on here. And so she had a big impact, but she was a part of... That group, which is why it's so hard to like kind of separate early on Tina and Rachel and the third member of the Mean Girls that will be mentioned because she is for sure on everyone's list, I hope. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, so, yeah, Rachel's fine for that, that fourth and final spot for me. And probably I'm probably leaving her out of it, mostly because she gets mentioned in all the other types of conversations um and you know specifically the best ever type of conversation so it's kind of like i want to i lean towards giving everyone as much mention as possible across all the different conversations but she's right there she's in that that battle for the fourth spot for sure so for me she is in
0: that spot she's well maybe not in that exact spot but she's up there and Part of it's personal bias. It's my first crush I ever had on anyone from any of these reality TV shows. Mm -hmm. But secondly, it's if I think about the challenge in this time period, I cannot think of her, not think of her and her her running mate. You know what I mean? Mm. I can go without thinking about Tina. I can go without thinking about Giselle, you know, and but I can't go without thinking about Rachel. Yeah. Rachel is in that list. And I can't waver her at all. Um, I, I think for me, I have a better chance of knocking the person I'm going to name next off my list. But Rachel's on my list. Yeah, she's on mine, too. So with that being said, I'm going to go to the next person. I'm going to
3: say, I think, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, I think we Josh all talked. I forgot. Already answered, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they both said yes.
0: Beth, is she on your women's Mount Rushmore?
3: Beth does not quite make mine. Um, I appreciate. Yeah. When I was younger, I did not appreciate Beth, Um, you know, and I know that she was a target for a lot of the bullying, but it was also kind of like, she's annoying and blah, 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 blah. But looking back, going back, watching stuff as you know, as I've grown older, um, I appreciate the the character. Again, I feel like Beth was another one of those very much like Katie, very much like, you know, Tina, where she was not afraid to fight back. And she wasn't afraid to be like, come at me, bitch, because you're going to have to beat me in elimination and you can't do it. Um, so I, I appreciate that about Beth, but she just doesn't quite make that cut for me.
0: So I'll let everybody else go and I'll let then say where I have her.
3: Okay. Don't I go know all for at
1: once. Jesus. <laughs> it's a no for me. She deserved more consideration than I gave her, but it's a no for me.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I appreciate that she didn't fit a mold. Yes, and there you go. And she actively, she actively made sure that she did not fit a mold. She was her own person. She stuck by that, and I appreciate that as somebody who does the same. However, she is not in my top four, but I do see, I do see her value in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, she just didn't quite make it into the top four for me. That's fair.
0: What about you, Josh?
5: She absolutely gave zero fucks, and you, and she made sure you knew about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but she's also a multiple quitter.
3: Yeah, that's true.
5: So she was the yeah. OG quitter. So I mean, that's something. Yeah, uh, yeah, but still, for that reason, you're not on the list.
3: That's, yeah, she didn't she didn't want to oil her body up. So <laughs> I was like, really, Bev? Come on, girl. And my <laughs> thing is
0: is like the only reason I have her sitting right there, like she's very much like how Jacob and you have that rotating force spot where I'm trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. is because to me she is the antithesis to Veronica, Rachel, Tina. You know, and, and there's another person that was that we've listed that was also the antithesis of that. But mm-hmm. Uh, or that we haven't listed, but we can talk about. It's just the story doesn't go well. But I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like I could be swayed for and against Beth, in my personal opinion.
3: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that I could be swayed for. But again, I, I respect the role that she played. I just don't really feel like she did anything to like. I don't know. And and maybe as far as like archetypes and characters casted for the show and such, and kind of setting that that path of being like, hey, you don't have to be the you know, the the skinny, you know, 120 pound, you know, beautiful model type to to come and be on these shows and be on TV. So I respect that. But I just also feel like, she, again, she just wasn't the first to do stuff and she didn't really like change anything. She was just fun to watch far as like having somebody there who wasn't afraid to speak up and speak her mind.
0: Next one, I'm pretty sure everybody's got her on the list. Veronica.
5: <sighs> yes. Yes. Oh. Yes.
3: Yes. Have unf- to.
5: The original face
1: of the show. Unfortunately,
3: yep. yes, I have her on my damn list and I'm mad as shit about it. But I literally, I literally cannot logically keep her off as much as I would love to never put Veronica on any of my lists, give her any kind of clout or anything. Literally nothing. I, 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 ha- I have to. So, yeah, yeah, she's on that.
0: Look, it's... <laughs> she's the one that has never apologized, will never apologize. She's like you guys said, the face of the show. I mean, they don't let people wear branded shirts anymore
3: because of Veronica, Rachel and Tina. Yeah. Yeah, You know (laughs) what I mean? Like,
0: and it is still relevant in doing challenges now because of what she did in those first few seasons and the reputation and personality she, she put out there. Yeah. So for all those reasons, she's on my list. Um, I, I'm having a hard time debating if she's in George Washington's spot or Thomas Jefferson's. I haven't quite decided yet, but she's in one of those
1: first two spots for me. She's Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Mark Long's George Washington. Veronica is Thomas Jefferson. But I guess for the women, I don't know who if I guess someone if someone had to be George Washington again, then maybe her still
3: yeah i mean uh, probably just- for me it's- but she's
1: the growth of the show which is what thomas jefferson on the real mount rushmore represented was his word was growth and she's the original face of the franchise on season five six seven eight nine ten right uh like she was it she was everything yeah yeah and look there i
0: know i'm it, this one comes down to personal bias to me and it's she's the next one on the list is coral yeah. And Coral to me is the George Washington of the women. It's, it's the standard that is set forth for what we want in a, in a challenger. You know what I mean? She yes. spoke her mind. She talked shit. She had.
3: She was not afraid to go up against the guys. Nope. And, and call them out, fight back against them. Yeah. First person
1: who spoke back to CT. Yep. yep. What,
3: yeah. Right. Like whenever, not just when first everyone woman. Was truly
1: afraid of him. Like not everyone just, was truly afraid of him. She, she was the first one. He was drunk, smoking a cigarette, very volatile setting, and she was like, "Nah, we ain't we ain't playing like that. We're we not, we're this, You're not nah. doing. You're not talking to me like that, dude. <laughs> no, and you're not gonna do anything about it when, when I talk to you like this. Yeah, Look, she was a. You did not. If you
0: watch the Real World and the fucking verbal smackdown she put on the Miz.
3: oh Oh, there was
0: and, and look the reason Anissa isn't on this list is because Coral yeah. preceded her
3: yeah I, I agree if, if Coral was not an option Anissa would be in that spot but like Coral is, is the, like the early challenge for me it's fucking Coral like and I know that there were certain moments that like people hold against her um, like uh, what, what season was that where she fucking straight walked off because her team did her dirty that was her remember. final
1: moment yeah, July, was that on even Gauntlet more, 3? she's a badass. Yeah, she yeah. exclusively Thank made you. finals. And then she got medically eliminated in the most. In freshman. Uh, yeah. the Yeah. in in just the most like hardcore, savage fashion, the two of them together and what it took to to get them to both finally fucking quit. Yeah. Um, and then decided on the last season after they dicked her over and made her go against Beth when she was promised she wouldn't have to. And then she beat Beth. And then was promised she wouldn't have to go against Evelyn. And then she had to go against Evelyn. And said, No, I'm not doing it. I'm ending this on my terms and walked off and never came back ever again. And that's pretty badass.
3: Thank you. And I hate that people hold that moment against her and they're like, She then quitter. No, it was not about quitting or anything no. like that. No, she it owns was about her story. Sending, it was about sending a message and and yeah, and like you said, owning her story, owning her her own exit and just taking control of her situation. And she straight said, fuck you guys. And she dipped and she has never been back and she will never come back. I, I like I talked to Coral. Um, I've messaged with her several times via inbox and stuff. Um, and she will she won't come back to the show because of what she does now, her work and stuff like that. So like that's literally like her closing moments on uh, reality TV. And to me, that's just that's so G like. So, yeah, Coral, 100 percent on my list.
5: Absolutely. one hundred percent.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She, I mean, she stole the show every season she was on.
3: Um, Yeah.
1: I think she was as, she was the most important female for the, for like the females' lives on the show because Veronica might have been the first, like the face of the franchise, but Veronica was kind of then like the only one treated differently than how they treated the rest of the women. And Coral was the one that, Certainly to the male cast stood right. up for herself and the other women, but also to the producers. And also her best moments, which is crazy to say because she's coral and has a best moment every episode she's ever been yeah. on the show, basically, are the reunions yes. where she really lays into a lot of people and production specifically, like has multiple moments of calling out production of like, this was fucked up, that this is like how I experienced all of this, but this is how. Like my best friend, Mike, and all these other guys experienced this and like was calling the stuff out in real time and like helping make a difference for all the people that would follow. And even though in the immediate aftermath of her leaving the show, there was, you know, kind of the the, the dark period, as I sometimes refer to it, as far as the levels of misogyny and kind of just how yeah the, the gender politics of the show got as bad as they could possibly get there. I think in large part that was because Coral in particular was kind of holding off a lot of this like dark shit that was there. And then when she left and Veronica wasn't there and Tina and Rachel and whatnot, they, it then kind of became all consuming that the guys had free run and there was a couple seasons in a row where that was not good. And it was just pure bullying and everything else. So she's important on so many levels and, uh, there's, is also goes hand in hand with Miz and it is why, like, I believe so firmly like Miz has to be on the guys version because the two of them came into it together. They did, they each did five seasons. They did four of the five together. It it always like is a weird thing that pains me a little bit is like, oh, I wish like it would have been all five. Like, I wish you would, have I wish you wouldn't have done yeah. the one because both, both of them, the one season they did without the other was like their worst see her like least enjoyable season all in right. like he's just, just on all of them together and <laughs> she's the best friend anyone's ever had in the show. The first season with her and Ms's partners when Miz on his 21st birthday goes absolutely ballistic crazy and starts like beating his head against trees on the beach and like yep. listening to music turned all the way up and like punching himself and stuff. And she spends hours just trying to like help her belligerently blacked out friend like out of this situation stuff like she's just an amazing person and yeah is uh has to has to has to and is on my if i only did two and two list like is on the permanent uh four people total across gender list has yeah, to be on there
3: i agree 100 yeah. percent. plus like is she is she like the queen of pop quoted her like how do you top that how do you top whitney houston quoting you off of a reality show as a reality star like that's insane that's just absolutely insane so yeah coral coral is is she's something she's definitely on that list she's something else
0: yeah no, i miss agreed.
3: her i miss her a lot
0: all right so to recap real quick yeah um tony you've got suzy m tina rachel r and coral am i getting that list right sorry i was half listening Susie, Susie M, Tina, Rachel R, Coral. No Veronica. Is that correct?
2: I will swap begrudgingly Tina for Coral. And Veronica was on my list. I had five. Okay. Because um, I'm Canadian and I don't know how your Rushmore works, nor do I care. Um, so-,
1: <laughs> so Susie,
0: Veronica, Rachel, Coral. Okay. Yeah. All right. Josh, um, I have you as Veronica, Rachel, Coral. DK. Uh, and Tina. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jacob or oh, Karina, I have you as Veronica, Rachel, Coral, Holly, Katie, and a bunch of other people.
3: <laughs> and a bunch of other people. You know, yeah. Uh, um, okay. You know what?
4: <laughs>
3: I'm going to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Concede? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to concede to the points that our good friend Jacob here made earlier about Katie, and I'm going to give her my number four spot.
0: Okay, I'm I'm doing the same. You know, as much as I feel like when I think of the beginning of this of the challenge, I think of Beth. I think Katie's archetype and what she brought to the show is more important. Yeah, and best, most memorable moment in my recollection is from the duel, which is outside Getting of punched. our parameters yeah. with Tina. Getting punched and it's by the Tina. same with <laughs> Tina. Her as much as I want to have her on here, her most memorable moment to me is outside of our parameters where everybody else's isn't. Right. right. Arguably. Jacob, that leaves you. I've got you with Katie, Coral, Veronica, and then a rotation at number four.
1: Let's lock that in. <laughs> you know, it's really tough. And I weirdly almost want to retroactively give it to Beth, who is not in my three person rotation. (laughs) Don't do that to me. I will also say shout out to Robin, who is the only person I had written down here anywhere that I did not mention, um, but kind of fit in that Brad Derek role that we talked about on the men's side of they all debut on the same season and um, was kind of late in the, the range we're looking at. I will give it to Tina um over rachel or anisa because i think rachel no i'll give it to rachel rachel's the most different because i think anisa and tina both kind of fit that coral and veronica vibe so rachel has something different but i really just stand by veronica coral and katie and that katie needs to be uh, a part
3: of this <laughs> you convinced me man i, did, you I sold didn't me. feel
1: strongly until we said it and then i said all that out loud and was like oh damn I feel strongly that Katie is the third person who needs to be mentioned on the female side.
3: Yeah, no, I you sold me on that one. I've like I took Holly off my list long time ago. Then it was just Katie and Nisa. And for me, like Anisa is absolutely impactful and important to this show. A hundred percent. But just looking at those early seasons again, I felt like Anissa's play came in a little bit later, whereas Katie was just always fucking Katie. So Katie, Katie is going to take that four spot.
1: Do you think we're shortchanging Blue who bought brought a baby to the oh challenge? It was the oh first person God. to do that. The baby is the Mount Rushmore it really for babies. Is the baby? Yeah. Was it a boy or girl? I can't remember. Who but... do I have to kick out of my Mount Rushmore? I think <laughs> it was. <laughs> I will say it was a boy. Okay, but it was a boy. I think it was we'll a boy, was oh, a boy damn, too. We got, yeah. we got some tough cuts here. What but- about
0: the hurricane? that hit that one season. I forget what season was was season
1: five Battle of the seasons. Yeah. Uh, where the the baby was there for the hurricane where the baby was there.
0: Does the hurricane
1: make your Mount Rushmore?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The
3: hurricane going to tear the Mount Rushmore down. Okay. I
2: mean, it fits the brief of the wind related
4: names.
1: (laughs) I will say the hurricane slash that location. If we did Mount Rushmore locations, uh, that, Resort in Mexico is in my top four. So, in amazing some way it resort. Does.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So, guys, taking a look at this list, going through the women, the the one, the three names that come up the most is Coral, Veronica, Rachel. Yeah. So, I think we have a solid three listed there. Mm-hmm. The other one that comes up is Tina and Katie, mm-hmm. and I and I Tony does have Susie M, and I will acknowledge that that is correct. But I feel like it's on the short end of the stick if we're putting together uh, a challenge fandom podcast Mount Rushmore mm. like we usually try to do. I will go do.
3: Katie. You go in Katie that, over in Susie. In situation. Katie wins.
0: <laughs> Josh, are you willing to give Katie over well, Tina? A fake
1: cigarette in a celebration, right? Exactly. No. Well, That's you're okay. You can be wrong. <laughs> you yeah, no. yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> We
0: go by democracy here. That's what the fandom does. But your vote oh, does God. count. Your vote does count. We acknowledge it, but unfortunately continue on
3: i wish the listeners could have seen josh's face in that no
0: i'll make you a deal (laughs) i'll give you tina but we have to get rid of veronica oh that's okay. blasphemy. That's I know we can't do that. I'm fine
5: here. with that. Yeah, I am too. I'm up on
3: Chants.
0: that. <laughs> Not but all right. Yeah, so
5: I get it. Tina's gone. I was going to
3: say I, I don't. I don't know if we're going to cut. Like, are yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. If
0: I feel like it's just important, we've done it on every single one of fine. these discussions we've done. That's where fine. we've come to a that's, solid list a, please, at the yeah. end.
3: It's fine. It's it, I. That's fine. If you want to try to Insistency make a solid list, consistency
5: is key.
0: All right, now getting to the men, as we don't like it. Getting to the men, it's a little bit different. Uh, there's, there's kind of a a, a wide that's, what I, that's what
3: I was going to say. Is I I don't Mark know that we're going to be able
1: unanimous, right? Yeah. Mark was oh, Mark unanimous was number unanimous. one.
0: Yeah, and I think I'm the one that's really throwing us off on the men's side. You and yeah, and I'm going to take a look right now. Sorry, I was just trying to write that down. So on the men's side, look, we all have pretty much The Miz. Um, the only one that does not have The Miz is Tony.
4: Right. So, but,
0: but Mark Long is unanimous o- amongst us all. The next closest to being unanimous would be Timmy Beggy. And I would be willing to lose Darrell for Timmy Beggy if we keep Theo Vaughn. I would,
3: be, I would be willing to concede Eric Nice for Theo Vaughn.
1: Done. Sorry, what? There's too many names going around. Mark, Ms. Theo, Timmy is the list we're we're propositioning here at the behest of we Just said we lost, right? Uh, and then Josh, we'll all take credit for removing Derek. We all did it. It no, wasn't we just all you. did it.
2: I disagree. I did not do it.
1: <laughs> he wasn't on your list, of course you yes, he was. I know. All right, it was only Tony. Tony convinced us to take Derek off the list. That's the new group chat.
3: I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Here's, here's where we're looking at is, you know, is I'm going to drop Darrell, because I have Darrell on there for Timmy Beggy. What you would be doing, Josh is dropping Durrell for Theo Vaughn.:
1: The Rat king, come on. I can do that. Yes, yes.
0: we've got our we've see. look. What would I be doing?
1: giving up
5: your list?
0: Um, You would be dropping, yeah, you're shit out of luck too on this one. <laughs> we'll,
3: we'll, we'll let you know. Two, two out of four of your list. So I messed up on your list because somehow I still yes. have
0: DK on your list, Tony, for DK some reason. he is on my list. He is on oh, okay, list. so you have DK, Mark Long, Darrell, Timmy, Beggy, so you'd be flipping yep. DK for The Miz and Darrell for Theo Vaughn.
2: That doesn't seem fair. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? For you, I'll give you a Canadian list. Okay, right? Deal. All right. Fair enough. Oh Look at God. that. We just does that mean Susie's back on for women? Yep. For no you, way. for Deal. you, for your
1: Canadian version. I will yes. give you. Perfect. I will
0: give you five. All right, yeah. since you're Canadian, I feel like that's the only thing that's fair here. I will concede
2: Durrell to keep DK on, and then I'll tell DK that Josh took him off. His... That you, uh, yeah.
3: Like, I was the only one who fought for you, bro.
2: Dude,
0: (laughs) dude, message Mark Long, too. I'm joking. I kid. I kid. (laughs) I kid. We're just saying this because we're jealous because you get to go go hang out with him this weekend. And we're
5: stuck here. You better
3: friggin book Darrell. That's all I got to say. Don't tell him about this episode, though absolutely <laughs> he, not or our goat episode don't tell him about that one hey, either
1: he's honorable mention for the four most impactful males ever i think that's yeah. a perfectly glowing he was, uh, yeah. he was yeah. also
3: honorable mention on the goats and you know all kind like he got sub for wes at the end
5: is yeah. all hey, i'm sorry yeah. you're number five on our list you're all-time number five on our list throughout. right yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah
1: that's that's a that's a compliment what are we talking yeah, about hundreds, yeah. and hundreds of, people. of people here yeah that's yeah. a yeah. Right.
0: Rushmore. Right. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm gonna be honest, like this is one of those situations where you lie.
3: <laughs> you were number one, De bro.
0: Bro, Mount Rushmore. Come
3: come to our podcast.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So he here, was
3: on my list and I'm taking
5: this with me. That's like perfect. It. He was on my <laughs> list too, but I, I gave
0: I gave up a little bit to make some progress in this. It's you yeah. know, yeah, it's how our government should work, but that's a different story. Ooh, now here we ooh. go. The challenge fandom podcast. Mount Rushmore of the pillars, the first 10 seasons, the ones who paved the fucking path and the road for everybody else to follow. On the women's side, we have key Veronica, Rachel and Coral. Boom. I think that is a very that's
3: solid. That's honestly. a solid
0: list. And I can, I think anybody could go to battle with those four names. Yeah. On the men's side, I think it's another solid list. It goes Mark long, Ms. Timmy Beggy and Theo Vaughn. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a really solid list. And then when you start looking at our really close honorable mentions, the Tina's, the Mm Durell's, you know, DK, DK, all that, the list gets even stronger. But I, I think that's good. I'm willing to call that uh, call that one done.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think that's a really solid list. I think that we have plenty of people on there that represent different facets of the game of the early game, um, you know, people who made impacts in different ways. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with how the list turned out. I'm sorry that it took for three hours or whatever it's taken, but but I'm happy with how it turned out.
5: <laughs> well, I think yeah. it's, and I think go ahead, Josh. I was gonna say instead of Nelson for four hours, we get Jacob for three.
3: I'm down with it. I mean,
1: yeah, that's not a not a fair trade on your part. I'm gonna (laughs) that's pretty unfair trade on your part, but you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta follow the A's with something. Someone's gotta go after Oh my
3: god, the the name though. (laughs) the name vip closet during hurricane juliet
4: yes
3: (laughs) toga party toga party oh my gosh twister to electric
0: (laughs) (laughs) bookaloo jesus christ (laughs) sorry guys you just say
5: toga party
3: yes (laughs) that's awesome
1: (laughs) actually now that i think about it that uh no, I don't know. That season, season five, and that toga party might have been when the most of our eight Mount Rushmore men and women, where the most of them converged at one time, yeah, trying to come mm-hmm. up with, um, and a bunch of them were there for that. But I don't think Veronica had already went home. Mm-hmm. Who are our four women again? Veronica, Veronica. Katie, Coral, uh, and Rachel. Rachel, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll get I'll report back uh, at a later date on that. Sounds It's too hard to figure out right now. But I'm interested now.
3: (laughs) I
0: I would like to say I would make a graphic for this, but to find artwork for people in the The first 10 seasons, like you're getting pictures that are 125 by 125 pixels, and that's just not usable (laughs) in this day and age. Yeah. Um, So you're just going to have to take the audio version of our Mount Rushmore. Use your imagination.
3: But keep your eye on our Instagram, because after this episode is released, I'm going to be releasing clips of some of these um, these like epic moments that we've talked about on our Instagram and our TikTok. So make sure you guys are following us there so you can get some Seasons 1 through 10 throwbacks.
0: Boom. Boom. Guys, I don't have anything else to add. Does anybody else have anything they want to throw out there before I get into our closing?
3: Only thing really is, you know, I mean, if you're listening to this and you have not heard our Unplugged Beyond the Edit with Nelson Thomas, like, what are you doing, first of all? skedaddle over there and listen to that one. And then obviously make sure you guys go check out Challenge Historian. Um, All linked below. Yeah, everything is going to be linked below, but he's got a fun series going on right now, too. So make sure you guys go check that out. And other than that. Oh, also, I just want to say, and I know we've been saying this for like weeks. We are still doing our 5000 follower Instagram giveaway for the for the cameo. It's literally like our personal lives have just been absolutely like crazy. We've been trying to get stuff settled so that we could like focus in on that. Um, So we should have information out to you guys about that, about how to what the enter, you know, how to enter and what the details are. Um, I'm hoping to have that out to you guys like within the next week. So keep your eyes out. Um, That information will be solely on our Instagram. It is for our Instagram followers. So it will not be on Facebook. It will not be on Twitter. It will not be on threads. It will not be on TikTok. None of that shit. It is for our Instagram followers, so make sure you're following us. We are raffling off a $200 valued cameo from any challenger you want. So watch not for details.
0: It'll be not us
3: from a challenger. We don't are, we, not us. So all right,
0: just us. to be honest, though, you can also find it on MySpace.
3: In <laughs> Mastodon, <laughs> probably. I mean,
0: and Aim. Look for us on yeah. Aim.
3: Look for us <laughs> on Aim.
2: And I seek you.
0: Challenge fandom podcast at rose six nine dash bomb. <laughs> oh, I don't know, I'm just making ahead. shit up at this point. No, in all due seriousness, check out the links below. We have Jacob Holabaugh's very, very good and well put together podcast, The yeah. Challenge Historian. If you have not listened yet, go take a listen. Yes. After you do, go leave him a five star review. And then after you get done doing that, come back, leave us a five star review if you haven't done so either. Um, That way we cover all our bases. (laughs) And also, of course, Jacob, we want to thank you immensely for coming on and Um, helping us. Honestly, I
3: honestly don't feel like I I felt like we were prepared going into this episode. But then like we name someone and then you'd start naming off stuff from their first 10 seasons. And I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about that. So I really don't think this episode would have been the same with anybody else, let alone than with you. So thank you so much for coming and, and doing this three hour episode with us, bringing your knowledge and all your awesome stat sheets. We we definitely needed it for this one. So thank you.
1: <laughs> well, that is super kind and very much appreciated. Always a blast to be on here. And because I do, uh, do try to call consider myself a historian, I will not give up on the Thing I said I was going to give up on like two minutes ago, uh, the where they converged, our eight Mount Rushmore figures, seven of the eight of them were on battle. Of the Sexes two together. No Timmy way. Beggy was the only one of the eight, eight, not on that season, but the other seven all were on that season together. Wow. So that is where our Mount Rushmore converged the most. If they wow. could get a nice they could get a nice cast picture from that. They can use that to sculpt the faces and just uh, throw a random Timmy picture in there. There on you the go. side. But thank you guys so much, especially awesome. to my rival Josh, for being here for this one. It was wonderful to get to pod with you for the first time. I look forward to winning a season of the challenge with you in the future, but you're gonna have to cut that part because we're rivals. So you, you know you can't actually say that um, until after when we're rider dies on the second, you know, the second season that we do and probably win that one too. Um, so yes, thank you guys all. This has been wonderful, and I look forward to doing it many more times in the future. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to start a beef with
0: DK now. He does a podcast. <laughs> like fuck, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not allowed.
1: He's not allowed in the podcasters challenge. Scott. That's yeah. cheating. You get yeah, Scott. you, can you get don't Scott get D- if you D-K. want, but you don't get DK. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> okay. What no one been- gets bananas. No one gets DK. No one. If yeah. you've, you've competed on the real challenge before, you don't get to come to podcasters challenge. Yeah,
3: you can't have Tori You can't none of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: none of that. So I can't make a three-person team with brain candy.
3: No, no, because no. mm-hmm.
1: they do a challenge
3: pod. So. I'll allow
1: one exception, and that's Davon, just because I want Davon to be there. So if someone wants to pick her up as part, I'll allow her in the podcaster's challenge just so she's there in the house (laughs) with us, but no other exception. I'm going to take Davon because she is
0: going to help a lot in my confessional, so (laughs) that's I have
1: no choice
2: but to go with Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso, because I think he could wreck all of you. Does he (laughs) podcast? Yeah. Films to be buried with Brett Goldstein. About
1: the challenge? No.
2: No, <laughs> Oh yeah. Is
1: specifically, if you've podcasted yeah. about the challenge, you're invited to this theoretical challenge He's season. Issued
2: challenges
5: on his podcast. Because well, I mean, if that was the
1: case, like I'm gonna get not a devil. common word, so you've got me. there If they've only been on one season, can I take them? Corey lay's on a new season coming up, so you can't Marlon no, that's not fair. He doesn't host a challenge <laughs> podcast.
3: Yeah, he yeah. doesn't host a challenge uh, podcast. But he's podcasted about the challenge. Several yeah. Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm drafting yeah. Drew. That's all I'm gonna say, all right? I got Drew. Fine. Me and Alex are going together.
0: Once again, does not host a challenge. podcast. Josh,
1: I'm not going to bed tonight. I'm going to just go run 38 miles here and just get ready for this. So I'm going
0: to take the Sarah Rice route and go into the backyard and take a poop. So you guys enjoy (laughs) that knowledge. I don't know where that came from, but that's what happens when you keep us up at 1244 AM our time, which means it is 444 for Tony. It's time
1: for us to wrap this fucker up. Yeah. My puppy needs to go outside and actually take a poop. So I really am going to go home and take care of my little puppy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, if you aren't following
0: the Challenge Historian on there, you should. I believe there are some cute puppy photos yeah. on Instagram right now.
4: Is that yeah, factual? On
1: the the person? Uh, there were in my stories, but on my personal page, it's the only I barely ever post in, on either page, but it's the only one. And right now, just because I have to, and no listeners will see this, but in the chat, I'm going to drop you guys two pictures. One of them is the picture of my puppy when we first brought him home. And the other one is like now six weeks later, and he's twice as big, and it makes me want to cry. Right. They grow so quick.
2: Here's the thing that I will end with for my contribution. I'm getting vow renewed in like two weeks because COVID hit our wedding the first time around, and then we just did like a super small ceremony. But all of our table names are actually like couples, but like partners from Mm -hmm. famous movies and TV shows. So I've got, we've got like Ron and Harry. And then we've also got like Dom and Brian and a couple others that I was able to sneak in there.
0: That's fucking great. I love it so much. I would definitely, oh, God. That's that's for another podcast. I'm trying to think of which one I would want to sit at, but probably the Goku and Chi Chi table. Just going to put that out there.
2: There is a Johnny Utah
0: Bodie table, so that's oh, fair. Yeah. I'll take that one. I'll take that one, um, <laughs> guys. That's everything we've got for tonight. Once again, Jacob, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we we love having you on. It's always a blast. Um, you know, we'll we'll aim for a fourth time here pretty soon. Um, so for everyone at the Challenge Fandom Podcast, myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes tony stats and info lance and of course josh motherfucking chambers we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and like i said go rate challenge historian five stars come back rate us five stars make sure you're subscribed to both of us so you can see whenever any new episodes come out yep otherwise be good to each other we love y'all bye
4: later see ya bye